Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Never eat a chocolate-covered cherry again without so thinking about it. John and his horrendous hemorrhoids. Episode number four. 80. Are you a boner guy? Oh, I was a boner guy. You know what? I miss penis. What are you talking about? I'm the one who should apologize. Are you a boner guy? Oh, I was a boner guy. By the way, for those people that are in the back, remember to shut the fuck up. Are you a boner guy? Oh, I was a boner guy. I've been dying to say that. Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Slapperoonie. It's showtime. W-A-T-P. W-A-T-P. Hello, everybody. It's Cuzaroos. Welcome to another episode of Lovey's Podcast. The only show that is podcasting instead of celebrating with friends and family like we normally do on January 6th. I'm your host, Carl, with me today, taking a break from walking into every store with a help wanted sign on the front from Who's Right? It's Mean Doug. What's happening, Doug? How are you guys doing today? I am doing fantastic. How's the job search going for you, buddy? I haven't started yet, but I'm going to get to it. (laughs) All right, good. Well, we're rooting for you over here. Please. Go to whoarethese.com, go to our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel, and the link to Patreon and Supercast featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month. And you can watch the show live, unedited, as we're doing it, or anytime thereafter, every Wednesday and Saturday. We encourage our listeners, give us five stars wherever you review podcasts and then shit all over us in the comment section. That's the hilarious part about it. That's where all the hilarity ensues in the comment section. Yeah. Today, we'll be reviewing a show called 69 <laughs> Whiskey. Oh. This was a suggestion <laughs> from Doug. We have both listened separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. It's a show hosted by Eric Weinstein and a bunch of other people. Let me just read the description of this show, and then I got to ask Doug how he found it. It says, military veteran and self-proclaimed dollar store dom, Eric Weinstein, began 69 Whiskey as a college radio show on 107.7 The Bronx. A show once restrained by rules and boundaries is now coming straight to you as raw, uncensored, and unapologetic as ever. As unapologetic as ever. The first thing I heard when I played this show was this. If there is if there is anything in this show that offends you due to our own ignorance, we apologize and we'll try to continue <laughs> to educate ourselves and do better in the future. It's an unapologetic show. Just apologize immediately right out of the gate. 
Didn't even do anything wrong yet. Okay, uh, let me get back to the description of the show. Sorry, I got sidetracked there for a second there. It says, we've even earned ourselves an AVN nomination for favorite adult podcast. Wow, that must be hard to do. Along with co-host Motorboat and Matt, and in various guests of the 69 Whiskey Army, this dynamic group covers topics ranging from drink recipes, entertainment, and of course, your favorite <laughs> positions. I just read that for the first time. I just copied the page. That's where you're leading with drink recipes. Yeah. Okay. That's out of order there. Yeah. It's a little off. All right, Doug, what do you got for this one? Take, take it away. I reached out to Jody B and asked him if he was aware of any podcast that needed a review. This is Jody's fault. Okay. It it was like he had this on the ready. I wasn't even done sending the message yet. And he had already sent it to me. (laughs) All right, so Jody B. discovered this show because he's into some weird shit. And so he probably is into this sort of thing. Well, I'll just start off then. We're off to a a bad start here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the 69 Whiskey Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, the dollar store, Dom Truth. And I am joined by... Cask Binder Tess. And a temporary co-host... Ember. And... We have an extra special guest this week, uh, the dynamic duo of the Little Fox Toy Box crew. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves? How's it going, Schroeder? Hi, Little Fox. How's it going, guys? It's been a while. You know how it's going. We were just talking to you for like 30 minutes. I know. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Like, they don't know that we were talking, though. uh, All right. Already too many people. Fuck. I I don't even know what was said. I I already tuned out. (laughs) It's hard to follow. Uh, Little Fox Toy Box, this dynamic duo. We're going to be talking about them quite a bit. They were the interesting part of the episode that I checked out. But, Doug, what did you check out? So I went backwards, back before... Uh, he had all these other people on, and, and he only had one co-host. 69 Whiskey Podcast. I am one of your hosts, the dollar store dom, Eric Weinstein, and I am joined by my co-host. What's going on, everybody? It is Motorboat and Matt, head advocate of the Big Titty Committee. And So what I did is reached out to Teresa from Shitty Song of the Week because I knew that she has a history with these guys. Oh, no shit. And what I found out in talking to her is Dollar Store Dom is a reference to the fact that he considers himself extremely cheap, which I think that was in the name. But sure. uh, he likes Teresa to, gave us that information. I never would have figured it out. Uh, he like I was talking about his last name was was or whatever. Yeah, it, it was a Jujo, Carl. <laughs> right. Why? Why? Uh, anyway, he likes to improvise his own sex toys. Okay. He, he won't pay. He won't pay for them. He'll go to the dollar store and buy anything that's phallus shaped to shove up a woman's parts. Hmm. Sounds hot. I hope that's not his pickup line. <laughs> that sounds like something that you wouldn't. That shouldn't be your moniker, right? Yeah, <laughs> bad dollar move. store dildo guy. That's yeah. stupid. I gotta say though, the motorboat and Matt sounds pretty cool though. Anyone who's got a nickname motorboat, I'm like, oh yeah, this guy's into titties. This guy's cool. Yeah. <laughs> he likes titties. I like titties. Yeah, we we're gonna like to titties about. together. <laughs> Titty talk. I bet he's got one of those posters on the wall that shows all the different types of tits. Oh, uh, the flapjacks, the yeah. perky, the hand of the review girl. Yeah. <laughs> so the the episode that I listened to, these two had a guest, and it's somebody that we're familiar with. Lovely guest. Would you like to introduce yourself to our 69 Whiskey Army? 
Well, 69 Whiskey Army, my name is Pixie, and I'm the hostess of Next On Stage One. No shit, of course. (laughs) Of course it's all the same people in this little group. I should have known. Not only is it all the same people, it's all the same fucking stories. I, she she goes into every podcast with this story on the ready about her getting hit in the face with a chair, and we'll talk about it throughout the show. But it, it's same people, same stories. Well, they were these people. Uh, the little fox toy box just came from Naughty Noel. This is an episode from December, and so they're talking about how amazing this event was. Now, Naughty Noel is one of those things where you take over a hotel, and it's kind of like a comic con for perverts. I guess is a good way. To describe it, this is them explaining what it was. I mean, even the pool had play dungeon furniture in there. Oh, yeah, yeah literally. On each side, there were massage tables or other uh, areas for fire play, where you just electro play. You even had a suspension bridge over the top of mm-hmm. the actual main uh, part of the pool. They had a lot that you could just, one, sit and watch, or even just be at the pool and enjoy for yourself. So I, I understand how sex works. The suspension bridge above the pool. <laughs> what does that do? <laughs> what happened to wet hand job? Sounds cool, but I just don't know how that works into the rest of this thing. And I've been to a lot of these conventions and things. I've talked about it over the years. I've never once had to go to a consent class in order to attend one of these. So the way that the way that you get the money for the auctions is you have to go to the orientation and consent classes uh so that like the dungeon monitors know that you're like safe to play, you understand ethics. We will never get yeah, That's why we never get the fake money. We never get the fake money cuz we're always working. <laughs> so these people are not going to consent class. That's not good. I don't like the sound <laughs> of that. So I looked this thing up uh, Naughty Noel. I'm looking at the website here. What is Naughty Noel? Naughty Noel is a Winter King conference with Studio 58. That's the organization that puts this thing on. And so I was going through and I was reading through all the fun stuff that's going on here. And what I thought was really amazing was they list some of the amazing things that they're going to have there. And look at the first thing they list. Festive decorations. Whoa. <laughs> Dude, you're going to get struck. <laughs> Take that down. Festive holiday decor is number two. Whoa. I, I was going to say something about not having drink recipes, but third one over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nutcracker Lounge drinks. <laughs> the fuck? Uh, they do have the LGBTQA plus pride flag. Thank goodness for that. As well as the BDSM pride flag. Something I did not know existed. Huh. Are you familiar with this flag? I'm taking it down when I get home. I thought it was something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I it was a Valentine's Day. Thing. Yeah. I thought it was... <laughs> All right, Doug, back to you, my friend. I, that swimming pool sounds like it's going to end up being like a Exxon oil spill slick on the, on the <laughs> yeah. fucking disgusting. Whose lube is this? Everyone's hand goes up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so do you remember Pixie? Yes, I do. You remember this? She's dumb. (laughs) I do remember that. Ringing a bell. On stage one, which happens to be one of my favorite and only striptease podcasts that I produce. (laughs) (laughs) That's a hilarious joke. I don't know that it's a joke. I think she's just stupid. So she... She starts off talking again, like I referenced earlier about getting hit in the face with a chair. I 
I believe that she talked about that on the episode that we reviewed. It's a good story. Uh, and then uh, this is her coming on the show and and uh, trying to force that conversation to happen. I guess one time I got hit with a with a chair in the strip club. Did you get to hear that one? I missed that one. I've heard like in all of the episodes that I've listened to, you bring it up. And <laughs> I caught the fact that your front teeth are fake. Yes. <laughs> Which so Which is not the same story. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> uh, whoever even, swung that chair is the luckiest person in the world. Even Geraldo doesn't lead with that. Yeah. You know, you gotta work your way into that story a little bit. That's that's her uh, breaking the ice thing. Oh hey, that's a nice chair. You know that reminds me. <laughs> What are you guys sitting in chairs? <laughs> <laughs> That's a little segue that I like to do. Okay. I want, I have to get into this, Doug. And um, I apologize. I might have a little package here that I have to go through because this is this little fox toy box. These two people, I believe they're a couple. I would imagine they are. Guy and Gail, they make sex toys. And so they're asked to describe what these sex toys are. And uh, now I'm no prude. Or maybe I am. Because this all sounds horrific to me. Okay. Uh, would you like to explain some of the uh, the toys that you guys make uh, and some of the new stuff you guys have coming out? Um, yeah. So include one of your personal faves. What's that? Include one of your personal faves. Okay. Yeah. Um, so um, really popular. Is he on items. A hand I don't radio? have any currently on the racks, but my wooden knives um, for wax play and beginner uh, knife play. Um, war clubs are always very popular. If you want to go grab one of those, maybe. What else? Um, get a bloodshed mm -hmm. and a needle paddle as well. Um, and go ahead and get a brick as well. Um, so Bichetti. one of the things that, that I, I focus oh, on pausing. heavily, um, yeah, is the. <laughs> yeah. Did he say get a brick? Yes. Like, is there a bunch of Reginald Denny, uh, <laughs> cosplaying going on or something? <laughs> You pull the guy out of a trunk, smash him in the head, and just fuck the shit out of him. <laughs> we'll get more into the break in a minute. Focus on heavily um, is the blood play, uh, specifically blood Ugh. impact genre. Um, the intent behind that being is, as, as opposed to most impact play where you may accidentally draw blood, um, this is an intentional... Um, Striking of an implement against the skin to bring blood to the surface and ideally run down the body. It's a very visual um, type of play. Not for the person getting struck. It's a painful type of play. Are you familiar with blood play? No. I had never heard of this. This sounds horrific. I'm starting to think I'm a prude. Yeah, I know. Me too. So I went to the website to look at some of these toys, and I thought, wow, blood play. That sounds pretty bad. And then I found <laughs> this fucking thing. This is the penis plug. I, this is another thing I'm just not familiar with. These are actually like think of like a, what a butt plug is. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> producer Chris realizing what this is. Yeah, that goes into your urethra right there. Whoa. The no, it don't. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> I said never again. <laughs> That's some sex toy. Holy shit. Oh. All right, I'll be checking for uh, STDs. Are you getting hard right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, Doc, I'm sorry. This is kind of my kink. I have an innie. <laughs> it's hiding. Oh, All those sex toys that they were talking about, it sounds like like a LARPer's shopping site. Swords and knives and <laughs> yes. bricks. and Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. It, it's very medieval. 
these uh, these sex toys that they're using. All right, let's find out more about. Um, are you familiar with thuds? I'm not familiar with anything these people are talking about. Oh, you don't know about thuds? Okay, well, no. I'll, I'll let him explain it then. Um, I do a lot of thud as well, um, which is something that you don't see a lot from paddle vendors in general. A lot of thud? Yes. So uh, if you're not familiar with the different types. so there's Even the pervert on this show doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. A little bit better now. Okay. Two different camps, right? You've got thuddy and stingy, all right? Uh, well, most people, in my experience talking to customers, most people, they start out with uh, enjoying sting, which is most of the time the story goes something along the lines of, I got my ass slapped once during sex and I really like it, right? So sting is a surface impact. It's it's a it's a slap. It's it's a surface. It's not deep tissue. You usually get pinks, maybe a, maybe a couple broken capillaries here and then, um, but, but a lot of color um, initially. Uh, thud is more like a punch. So it's a deeper tissue. It goes into the muscle and it, and it goes into the tissue. And what you're going to get out of that is more blacks and purple bruisings and things like that. Okay. So now we're all familiar. Yeah, this sounds hot. <laughs> Doug's getting really excited over there. I was not familiar with uh, blood play. And so he's going to introduce one of the toys they have is for beginner blood play, which I guess is where I would start if I were to do this. Um, this is what I call beginner blood play. So it's a brick paddle. We call we don't use the L word. They're bricks. Mega blocks. <laughs> I almost died on my way down the stairs from one of those bricks. <laughs> For anyone at home that doesn't know what he's holding up, it it was probably the sickest device I've ever seen. And I'll, I'll, I'll personally break his legs if he ever pulls it out in the same room I'm in. I'll scream. Oh, you know, that's light. <laughs> that's anxiety. All right. What he's describing here, this uh, brick paddle, I have a image of it up on the screen. Literally, it's a paddle where they, I guess, glue a bunch of Legos onto it. And then you just smack people until they bleed with it. <laughs> How much huh. does that run you? <laughs> That's a good question. I didn't look up pricing on this one. Because it seems real easy to make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not with the quality that these guys put into it. Well, I think Doug could do a better job. Handcrafted. Yeah, Doug probably could. Maybe we should I, sell these to the next WATP live show. Or just use I, them I on stage. Make, <laughs> Lucy. I can make five or six of them. Send them your way to, to put on the merch table. Okay, All yes. Right. That sounds good. So I was not familiar with any of this blood play and bricks. And then I heard this one, and this is where I might draw the line. This is another one of my, my popular designs. It took quite a while to develop. Um, this is a needle paddle. So you load it with new needles prior to your scene. And when okay, you can use it, you turn the knob. And I don't know if you can see it or not. I can. I can. Okay. So the needles actually come out. So that safely adjusts their height. That's cool. And then that, that'll cool. say like, I'm not like into the, the, that. No, I don't like bleeding extra if I don't need to, oh, but I, I will say from someone who can see like well-designed things, like safe intent as much as you want. Yeah. You know, someone's got a little bit more booty. Well. They need a little more needle. What the fuck happens in your childhood? <laughs> I guess if you tattoo every square inch of your body and you're like, I still need that sensation happening. Can we get out the needle paddle? Yeah, what do you want me to adjust it to? Uh, I'll go the seven centimeter today. I'm feeling it. Yes. Let's go for it. What? I think we've all accidentally done blood play one time or another. You sure. know, come home from the bar and you go downstairs and you start tasting pennies and then you just call it a night. 
of course. Yeah. Go on. It's never a good thing. It's never something I'm just like, how do I recreate that again? How do I make that happen? All right. So you got a Louisville slugger? I want to fumble. <laughs> See, you guys are probably thinking, is this safe? Is any of this, you're selling these things to people. They seem very dangerous. Three of our toys do require a waiver because of the amount of blood that is drawn and it could cause serious injury. One of them being the needle paddle and the other one, he's about to show you the blood shetty. Um, and our third one is the curry comb paddle. God, they sound terrifying. <laughs> so I'll, I'll end my package with this. He, he goes, oh, yeah, the blood shetty. Let's pull that one out and show everyone. So this is the one you have to sign a waiver. If you're going to purchase this product, um, this is one of the newer blood play toys that I've done. It's called the blood Shetty. So along the similar lines of the war club, every way you turn it is a different impact surface. And we don't have the spikes in this side here, but there's also spikes that go into these threaded holes. Um, so this is the bloodiest toy that I currently make. Okay. Or weapon, or you just call it a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Toys fun, but weapon sounds more appropriate for that one. The blood Shetty. All right, Doug, I, I got to hear more from uh, this stripper who hosts a show and gets hit in the face with chairs. <laughs> I, can we just take a second and acknowledge the fact that all three of all three of us have no idea what sex is? Yeah, you know, right, it, it I know. <laughs> I do this thing called intercourse, I guess. <laughs> I thought I'd been around, but <laughs> it's just old-fashioned. Yeah. I'm fucking like my dad used to or something over here. I'm into pussy play. <laughs> Do you want to go up to my place? Well, I didn't even bring my brass knuckles. What do you want me to <laughs> yeah, do? Right. I'm still injuring uh, women with my fists and, and hands. I, don't, I guess I didn't realize. I know. <laughs> All right. So Pixie starts, uh, uh, she's getting ready to start telling her story about the uh, uh, getting hit in the face with the chair. Oh, good. And she kind of lets slip just how fucking stupid she is. I'm starting to dance. The girl on stage one, she loves anything that's, older rock and roll. So the song that's playing is Fleetwood Mac. I'm not going to tell you which song it is just for copyright, uh, alleged purposes. Well, Anything that's retarded. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> she can't tell us what song was playing nope. because she would get a strike, obviously for Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> Don't talk for about our music. <laughs> wow. That's really stupid. So I would say in my personal life, I would seven out of 10 times, I am against hitting a stripper in the face with a chair, but <laughs> seven out of the, right. the 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 way as she's getting into the story, I immediately realize I am on this guy's side because I I can see what's coming. Time, there's one customer at my stage, and it's this big, just this big honking guy, and he is jamming out. He's doing air drums to the music, but he's not paying attention to me. All right, so I don't know if you caught that or not. <laughs> That's hilarious. He goes to the strip club for the music. Oh, this DJ's the best. Yes, let's go. I'm going to put in some requests. Fleetwood Mac, let's go. <laughs> so the the story that she told about getting hit in, face, hitting in the face with a chair was about 20 minutes long. I, I couldn't condense it in a way, so I'm just going to give a brief summary. Okay. She was on a stage by herself with this. There was one person sitting at her stage, and he wasn't paying attention to her. And she decided she was going to get a dollar from this guy one way or the other. So she started getting closer and closer and closer. Pretty soon, she's right up in his face. He grabs her by the back of the hair and slams her head against the stage and just holds her down and tells her to shut up. 
She gets uh, fiery and starts slapping him in the side of the head, trying to get away. Uh Breaks free, jumps off the stage, jumps over a couch where they're giving a lap dance. He chases her down, throws a chair, hits her in the fucking face. That's her story. Okay. Okay. It took her 20 minutes to, to do all that. But so she's just now getting through her story. Okay. And I want you to pay attention to the obviously real outrage that the hosts have going on. They don't really know what's going on. This guy is just like, he threw three chairs that night. The doorman didn't, they didn't beat him up. The, the, the bartender paid for his cab ride home because she was sleeping with him. Oh, come on. I know, right? Beat the fuck out of him. That makes me so fucking mad. That makes me mad. No, no, no. That is disrespectful on an ungodly level. Jesus Christ. No. (laughs) How can this happen to you, Pixie? This is an outrage. (laughs) So I'm just going to read between the lines here. Everyone in that club hates her. And they saw she was finally getting her comeuppance. And the, the door guy and the bartender, they're all going, good, finally. <laughs> Would you like another chair, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's funny. All right, Doug, you want me to take, uh, take over the clips again? Oh, I, I can continue. Yeah, I, keep unfortunately, going. I, I, I have a fuck ton of clips from this stupid show. Okay. So this is going to have to be one of those things where you start giving me the signal that we're moving on. Okay. Otherwise good. I'll keep going. Just go, just go baby. Because I, I kind of blew my load, so to speak. All right. My, my so, package there. That's old school. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, this guy just came. Ew. <laughs> That'd be the thing they'd be grossed out by. <laughs> He's not even bleeding yet. <laughs> uh, motorboat and Matt. Yeah. Uh, I just, I picked up on his speaking voice, his cadence. I, I fucking hate it. I will say this much. One, that's a hell of a fucking story to start off the show with. God damn. Well, you're um, welcome. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. But, but that's also horrible at the same time. There, there was something about the way he was talking. I just, I can't put my finger on it. It, it just stuck out to me. Okay. I think uh, I know what it is, Doug. Motorboat and Matt, despite his nickname, is nervous around girls. <laughs> I think that's what we're hearing right there. He's like, you have pretty boobs. <laughs> You, she doesn't though <laughs> <laughs> all right good point maybe i'm wrong all right since you played uh, a voice i do have something that i want to play for you and they're talking about another one of their sex toys a dog bone it's called listen to the reaction this gets it's called the dog bone and this will be your first doing? time seeing this as well truth uh, calm down eric <laughs> and as soon as I heard that, it reminded me of Opie. Oh. Opie made a similar noise. So I decided to put these together, see if we could figure out which one's which here. <laughs> you could throw in banana docks. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I should have grabbed banana docks too. <laughs> Weird. I've never reacted to anything like that. It's such a weird way to. Yeah, unless I'm making fun of it. (laughs) All right. All right. Sorry, Doug. I didn't mean to interrupt your presentation. No, no, that was uh, very funny. What? Why do you think that she relies so heavily on that chair story? Probably because she doesn't have a personality or anything interesting to say. 
No, it's oh. because it is a social experiment. Oh. So I tell the story of the chair because it's fun, interesting, and I can continue to tell it. I've told it on multiple people's podcasts. And it it's a story that that people either they get mad, they resonate with it, or they want to beat this this guy up. You know, it, it's a fun, interesting story for me to tell because I, I already lived it. It doesn't affect who I am. It just shows, it's just people that, hey, there's some interesting things that you would not expect to go on in a strip club. And and just to see how individuals react to it. it it's like a case study. It's kind of fun. So, Carl, I told a story on my show about getting caught fucking a bologna sandwich when I was a kid. Sure. It it does define me. That yeah. I have never been the same since. And it's, right? ex, it's an experiment when you do that. Yeah, the first time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been telling this story. <laughs> Did you hear what she said there? She goes, um, you know, it's an experiment. And I like to see how people react. They either are mad at the guy and want to beat him up, or it resonates with them. Or I forgot what the, the third one was. None of those were they want to high-five the guy. Yeah, those were your options. Yeah, I want to high-five the guy. But what does resonate with you mean? I, Which part? That could cover high-five. Okay, yeah. yeah. It does resonate with me. <laughs> it does resonate with me, actually. So the, when I heard that, the only way that I thought it could resonate is if you were the chair hit, hitter or the chair hitty. Other than that, <laughs> yes. it doesn't apply to you. Correct, yeah. It's like, oh, my gosh, I've been hit with so many chairs, I really need to shut my mouth. <laughs> I really stopped, have to stop being such an annoying cunt because I get hit with chairs all the time. Maybe this guy just repairs chairs for a living. Oh, yeah. Everywhere he goes, creates work for himself. Smart. So she goes on to tell the story about how she met her husband. And she's talking about how she likes to have a couple drinks at the bar before it's her time. So she's in her street clothes. Mm -hmm. And... What she does, she doesn't like paying for drinks, so she sits next to somebody that's by themselves and then tries to get a drink out of them. Well, she hit it off with this guy. They talked for half hour, 45 minutes, whatever it was, and then she said, I've got to go to work, and this is an example of, so you know Pixie's stupid, mm -hmm. so now you know after this clip, her husband is equally retarded. Okay. And it was time for me to go get dressed. So I was like, well, I got to go to work. He's like, where do you work? I was like, here, I'm a stripper. And he's like, oh, oh, that's, that's, I didn't know that. So I go in the back room, get dressed, change, come back out. Now I'm six inches taller. And he's all like, who are you? I was like, what do you mean? Who am I? You just bought me a drink. And we just sat here for 30 minutes talking to each other. He didn't recognize her like Clark Kent and Superman because she's wearing whore heels. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's six inches taller. It's like, who's this broad? Uh -huh. People said I was dumb, but I proved them. <laughs> All right, so they're made for each other, then, it seems like. That's good. It, it certainly does. Whenever Paris. I go to a strip club, my thought is always, I sure hope I meet my wife tonight. That's always <laughs> my thought. <laughs> yeah, I'm there to fall in love. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to ejaculate tonight. I'm going to save that for like the third or fourth time going. <laughs> So Eric is uh he starts talking about the time that he used to spend in the strip club and I and I think he might accidentally touch on something that's happened in his past. Uh-oh. It is. Uh, it really as is. Somebody <laughs> who's dated two of them. It is very very difficult. On one side of it, you've got like you said before, you've got to be mentally prepared for everything that is going to happen. 
because other guys are going to see your girl naked. Other guys mm-hmm. are going to have your girl grinding all up on them. But you have to remember at the end of the day, what you have with her is something that's special. Now, there's a lot of trust that has to happen. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Now, on the other side, girls and guys who are strippers, be honest. And don't lie about what you're doing at the club. If if you're planning on banging customers, tell your significant other you're going to be banging customers. (laughs) I wonder what happened to his (laughs) ex-girlfriends. Well, first off. You tell them after the fact. If you tell them ahead of time, that's way worse, right? Yeah, I'm planning on probably fucking a couple customers tonight. Like, what? Really? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're calling in sick is what I heard you today. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you're going to fucking customers with this black eye right here? <laughs> and that sounds like really bad advice, by the way. Uh, when you're in a relationship with someone, you should uh, cheat on them, but then also tell them about it. Nope. That's not a... Yep. Strong it might strategy. be easier just to not date strippers. Yeah. I would I would think that would probably be easier. Probably. Yeah, it's also easy to dish out advice that you've never had to dish out to yourself. It doesn't sound like this guy. This Eric Weinstein guy. Oh, yeah? It sounds like a loser. Yes. And this has been the thing. We've done a couple of these shows where it's like guys who interview strippers or yeah. porn stars and stuff. And they're always such dorks. Except for they all want to be Adam 22. Adam 22 is the one guy, he brings these strippers in, and then they fuck afterwards. He literally does a podcast with them, and then him and his wife bang them. All these guys want to be that. So everyone else is just not scoring. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They got the first part right. They don't. Have, yeah, they don't have the audience. They're not getting their dick wet. Johnny Cush. They're doing it wrong. Oh, I have a Johnny Cush clip later. Hey, Funny that you bring that up, because yes, I was thinking about him. We were due. When we were listening to this, and then it turns out he showed up on the Backyards Boys uh, nice. Backyard Boys podcast, so we'll check that so out. So what I what I was thinking it was, it, an alternative theory, is it's nerds that want to be in the sex industry. And yes. this is their their door into it. I don't I don't think they're expecting to bang anybody. Well but I think they're expected right. to they're they're looking to be included in the same company. Well, it reminds me of uh, my buddy Michael Gavinali, who's one of these guys who wants to talk to strippers and porn stars. I've never once watched a, a video and thought, I'd love to have a conversation with that girl. I really want to find out what makes her tick. We should sit down and do a 30-minute one-on-one and just, I'll really delve in about all the daddy issues. No one wants to talk to these people, and we don't want to hear from them either. Yeah, it definitely so I, played I, itself I, out on Stern. Yes, and, right. You kind of got the idea. You're like, okay, you're broken. And I was got into it. it for a while, Yeah, but I was like, okay. Well, if they're going to get on the Sibian afterwards, then that's Sibian. one thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I respectfully disagree. I would like to spend 15, 20 minutes talking to one of the two girls, one cups girls. Okay, just, yeah. I would just like to find out if I was masturbating to two girls eating ice cream or not. <laughs> Hard hitting questions. I could answer that for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let me play. I have uh, one more clip on here because not only do they sell these sex toys for blood play. They also sell stuffies. So anyway, um, (laughs) Will Fox talks about the uh, stuffies that she brings to these conventions and sells and brilliant idea here. Oh, another thing that we've been, we've been trying to work out for a while, but uh, hopefully this next year we'll get it is stuffy backpacks. 
as well for the stuffy to wear because the littles usually are running around in onesies and don't have pockets. So having a backpack on the stuffy to hold their keys and their, their wallet and things like that. Fucking brilliant. That's really smart. You fucking evil genius. I know I say this way too often on this show to you in particular. You're a fucking evil genius. Yeah, and I'm not easily impressed. Wow, a blue car. <laughs> the guy goes, yeah, uh, the stuff is under the backpacks. So you put your keys in there. Holy shit. <laughs> you fucking cracked the code. Wow. All right, so I apologize. What's a stuffy? Like a stuffed animal. Oh, I I thought it was one of them fucking cool sex toys that made people bleed. I didn't know what the fuck yeah, it was. That, that's why it's funny. It's not it's not like something you stuff into yourself. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> like, oh, I got this. It's an actual just like stuffy. Oh. You want me to put that up my urethra and it's big enough to have a fucking <laughs> pocket and hold my keys? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> well, let's start with a smaller stuffy first, Doug. We'll work our way up. <laughs> All right. I've got a couple clips of Matt's laugh. And then I I can skip everything else that I pulled, but I do want to get through these. Sounds good. So this is Pixie. She was asked if anybody has ever asked her for her phone number. Usually I give out a fake number. Usually it's uh, 303-867-5309. But don't call that number. (laughs) (laughs) Doug, I thought she was going to say that. Yeah, of course. Before she said that, I thought she was going to say that. So the fact that this guy's like, oh, you don't even know what you just said. That's actually (laughs) from a famous song. (laughs) I don't want a copyright strike, but that's from a famous song. You didn't just dox yourself, did you, Jenny? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Stupid. Uh, All right. I got another example of uh, Pixie being stupid and Matt thinking it's funny. I was young, dumb, and full of energy. Right, guys? <laughs> and something else, but yeah. Maybe. maybe, maybe. <laughs> I mean, Jesus I, Christ. Swing and a miss. The, the face that you guys are making is perfect, because that's the face that I had when I was listening to this. Yeah. Every, every fucking time, it's what is the lowest hanging fruit, yep. and then they go for it, and then it gets a great reaction. Because these guys are awkward. They're awkward around girls. It's embarrassing. I don't know if Eric can be considered awkward. He used to fuck a lot of strippers. Oh yeah. After my high school graduation, uh, because in high school I was bit I was a bit of a hoe. I walked in to the to my local strip club, and from almost every corner of the room, I heard, "Hey, Eric." <laughs> <laughs> why um did you cut out the punchline or something doug did you edit nope, that that, make that is like... unedited that that is how it, it came across you're trying to make them sound stupid or something trying to make them sound like they react to things they shouldn't is that what you're no, doing no i would one okay i was gonna say i wouldn't do such a thing but i do i do <laughs> yeah, that all, every time know. i come on here you would definitely do that but not this but, time but this time i didn't need to <laughs> right so I walk into my local strip club, and uh, it turns out I'm like the biggest stud there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Eric, you lost? <laughs> All right, and my last example. If you're not there to, you know, hook up with the dancers, I'm looking at you, Eric. 
I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not a silver-tongued snake. <laughs> now, didn't that... That sounded like I slowed it down and yeah, changed yeah. the pitch. Yeah. You wouldn't do that, though. But I, I'm telling you, I didn't. Okay. You'd be surprised. I'm real good with the ladies. They're really, really into me. Someone's going to clip that shit. <laughs> Chance, you asked me to play that his show. God damn it. <laughs> Ah, oh, you know what? I said I, I wanted to play those four clips and I'd be done. I got I got one more. When is the right. last time you guys went to a strip club? For me, it's been a couple of years, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, we used to go to this place across from our uh, rehearsal every Friday called the Barrel of Dolls. Uh, it's barely a strip club. The, the girls had to put money into the machine to play their own music. <laughs> it was one of those, <laughs> those kind of those places. Those are the best. And, I, yeah. and we would face the bar and not the stage. <laughs> yeah. literally, literally bullet holes in the front door. It was not a great place. Yes. I, I, Not that anybody cares, but I used to go to this place that was uh, three drink minimum. They were warm beers, and you had to buy them all right when you walked in the door. So you walk in, give them your... 28 fucking dollars yep. or whatever and they just pop all three set them on the bar then you've got a like girls with cigarette burns on their asses i mean it was fucking beautiful why did you burn them on their asses die that's so many <laughs> they don't have ashtrays <laughs> so so i was gonna ask i i assume since you guys have been in strip clubs you've tipped dancers yeah sure of course have you ever tipped a bouncer <laughs> no okay so i thought i was the only one huh? i yeah. stand by this Always tip your bouncer because if somebody does something stupid near you, you are less likely to get yeeted out of the club with them if you have tipped your bouncer. What the fuck would the reaction be if you walk up to one of them stupid guys in the tuxedo shirts and give them a dollar? What the fuck do you think is going to happen? Yeah. That's really bad advice. Get a lap dance. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Wow. That's the worst advice ever, and I do think that you would get beat up. Yes. Our buddy John Jamingo's in the Discord. I don't know if he's bragging or what he's uh, talking about. It's been about 15 years since I was in a strip club. Okay. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> so it wasn't the awesome. pandemic. It wasn't the pandemic that slowed you down there, John. Okay. <laughs> Very good. All right. You ready to move on, Doug? I am. It's time for our Cringe of the Week. Cringe of the Week. This one comes in from our boy, Nick Tucker. And Nick Tucker sent us in Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel podcast. And he writes, not every fucking voicemail needs to be played on air. Hey, Tom and the mayor. Hey, I have an idea that involves um, Alice's love for vinyl records. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It involves, it's like a rumble idea show. Okay. Like mm -hmm. she listens to, <laughs> listens to um, classic um, heavy metal albums. <laughs> they make that on vinyl? Then, of course. Uh, <laughs> and it tells her, her thoughts on it because it would, you know, Alice does not seem like the type of person who would be in heavy metal. Honestly. No, I don't, so. <laughs> I doubt she is in heavy metal. But like, listen, her going, uh, we're going to listen to uh, one of the uh, suppliers of metal, Judas Priest. Ooh. <laughs> is that breaking the law? Is that Judas Priest. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so the next time we play Gary in San Diego, I don't want to hear people bitching. <laughs> oh, it's always Gary San Diego. Yeah, those are good voicemails. All right. We're curating over here. We know what's good and what's bad. Now, Doug, we also checked out another podcast this week. We got a twofer feature this week because I was introduced to this woman, Nikki Nunez. And Nikki is one of these obese influencers who likes to be fashion forward. She has a TikTok. We played it on who are these socials. She shows off her outfits that are from Target and Old Navy. These are not. <laughs> what, who are you wearing? Target. Camping supply stores. <laughs> it's just not impressive. But anyway, she hosts a show with her friend Alex Stewart, and it's called Swipe Fat. And the description is, dating is hard. Dating when you're fat is even harder or softer, depending on. Anyway, in this weekly podcast, Alex Stewart and Nikki Nunez will take you through the chronicles of dating as a plus-sized woman. Now, Listen, there's a lot of ways to describe overweight people. You could say plus size. You could say extra large. You could say Doug from Who's Right. These women are none of those things. We had These... a... Remember we talked? <laughs> 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 these would... Here's a photo of these two women. These are very large gals. Okay? So, yeah, I can see why dating might be difficult. God damn. How does that one stay up? I'm not fat. I'm big boned. <laughs> Her legs look like mine at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I, I, I can understand if she was standing up and she was like spinning very quickly. I was going to say it's like a top. <laughs> That's what it looks like. It's like dreidel. <laughs> anyway, not the point. The point is dating is hard. Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Nikki. Welcome to Swipe Fat. Where dating's hard. But dating when you're fat is even harder. If only there was something you could do about that nope. to make it. All right. I'm just saying. If, if it is difficult and they want to do it, they want to be dating guys and they're finding it difficult. Is there a way to make that easier, to make it so more guys are into them and they have, you know, maybe a bigger pool to choose nope. from? Okay. Just curious. Doug, you checked out this show. What'd you pick up on? Uh, so the episode that I listened to was, they do that stupid thing with the friends thing where they name them all the one with. Yeah. And uh, this was the one with the fat shaming date. Oh. Is that, which one did you listen to? I, I might be listening to the same one. I, I might have listened to the same one. Is it the one where she had six dates with this guy? Yes. Okay. Well, then we pulled from the same one because I was reading through the descriptions and I went, oh, this is the one that I want to hear more about. <laughs> well, let's start off at the beginning before we get into the date because I have a whole package. I'm sure you do too around that. But they're in Chicago and this is in December when they're recording this. And you remember uh, we're, we're kind of on the same plane in here in Rochester, Chicago. We had similar weather patterns come through. It was warm in December. But apparently, this woman, Alex, could not sleep because it was too warm. Whatever. I'm mad at him. I know you are. Well, he kept me up all night last night, you know? She's talking about her dog. It was really hot. By the way, in case you're wondering what the fat, the fat girl says, a guy or a, a him kept her up. It's a dog. Okay. <laughs> it was really hot in our house because, mm. you know, we have radiators. And it's warm out. And it's warm out. Yeah, it's like it's, 50 degrees in Chicago, so, yeah. which is weird. So he didn't want me to touch him. Mm -hmm. I was sweating, so I really didn't want to touch him. Okay. A couple of things going on here. First off, 50 degrees outside, if you're sleeping in a bedroom, is not warm. Perfect. Oh, open me. that I'm window sweating. and you're, yeah. you're good to go. <laughs> but this is the crazy part. The dog didn't want her touching it. Yeah. 
I've never seen a dog look at a human and be like, yeah, no, not, not for me. <laughs> Talk about the discerning. She's like, I was really gross. The dog was trying to avoid me at all costs. It's weird. Well, it wasn't just her bed that was warm. Also, these fucking oh, Uber God. drivers. <laughs> these Uber drivers want their cars to be warm when they're driving around in the wintertime. It's crazy. Uber you... the other day had his heat blasting. Yeah. I was like, sir, it is literally 48 degrees well, and then he's like are you okay is do you need i was like and then i'll just be like oh i'm hungover i just need some fresh air that's my i lie oh like i just like, like embarrassed yeah that i'm <laughs> that hot. you're hot this is a fat girl thing for sure again 48 it's quite chilly out <laughs> he would have the windows up and the heat on it was 48 degrees and so these women are you know big boned uh but apparently them being sweaty and hot and gross has nothing to do with their weight. I mean, I ran hot when I was straight size too. Yeah. It's just like how my body is. Sure it is. <laughs> when she was straight size. Yeah, she references that phrase straight size quite a bit. I had to look it up. And if you if you go into Google and type what is straight size, mm-hmm. it will say it means not fat. Oh, is that what that means? Yeah. Cause I was thinking if straight size means not fat. And straight means not being gay. Like, straight's pretty cool in every single way. <laughs> I want to be straight in every way possible. That's awesome. <laughs> well, there's hope for you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm working on it. All right. Before I play all of your clips here, Doug, what did you pick up on from this show? So I was pretty bored for the first half of the episode yeah. where she was talking about uh, sleeping with her dog and falling down the stairs. Like, that wasn't even clippable. And you'd think a fat girl falling down the stairs would be clippable. Right. And then she starts talking about the date, and I damn near clipped the entire yep. rest of the fucking episode. <laughs> okay, good. Me too. Let's save that then, because I do have a couple of clips from before that. Um, she did fall down the stairs. She's having a bad week, this Alex. And uh, because of that. You don't know where I am, um, I guess, because you're, but I'm in my, uh, like on my couch because I broke my butt. A fat girl on her couch. Huh. Hmm. I can't even picture that. <laughs> She must have an excuse, right? Because normally fat chicks don't like hanging out on their couch. So then they start explaining, Alex starts explaining the bruise she has. Now, if there's one thing that I want to think about when I'm thinking about a big fat girl's fat ass, is the bruise that might be on it from her falling down the stairs. Oh, it's so bruised. It's like all purple, like a whole thing. And deep, dark purple. <laughs> So I have to tell you guys, I went to YouTube to pull a Deep Purple song, and under the comments of Smoke on the Water, someone wrote, what a cool song. I'm going to try playing it at my local guitar store. Wish me luck, guys. (laughs) That's pretty good. It's a pretty funny comment. (laughs) All right. So uh, she's got this uh, gross, deep, dark purple bruise on her butt, and then it gets into... Alex is talking about how she's embarrassed about this date that happens. This is where we get into it. I'm hoping that people relate that like it's embarrassing, Mm -hmm. like what happened. And I also don't want this to like discourage people from dating. Mm -hmm. And I like and it's discouraging me right now. So I feel like that's like the hard part. It's like I don't want to do all those things. I know. I just need to. Before we get into to this, yeah, to remember, it is embarrassing for him. It is a him problem. It is not a you problem. I realize I just... that. Oh, 
So when the guy calls out his date for being overweight, he should be embarrassed. That to me sounds a lot like denial. Also, I got to give some uh, credit to the, the folks of the Discord. Jody B. Oh no, are the stairs okay? Uh, she got into a fight with gravity. She's in a thud play. John Jamingo says, I haven't been in a guitar store for at least 15 years. <laughs> it's called that, John. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. All right, Doug. I'll let you pick up here where I'm uh, leaving off. All right. So I, I have a feeling we're going to be stepping all over each other's clips. Yeah, it's I've, fine. I've, Take it uh, away. So this is Alex leading off the story, talking about how bad her week was. And you touched on everything except for one of the things that she was pissed off about. Mm-hmm. This happened earlier in the week, um, and then I fell on my ass. Yeah. So it's been a humbling week of, and I had my period. Yeah. It's so been a, it's been a lot. A lot of blood. A lot of blood. <laughs> I have, of course, that exact same clip. Because you're just like, you guys, it's been a bad week. I had a bad date, fell on my ass, and my there's blood coming out of my vagina. Blood, blood. <laughs> I mean, it might have been you're... there from last week. It's hard to tell. But... Oh. <laughs> I got really big eggs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. All right. So what so the, happened the, on this date, dog? That was the so beauty terrible. of this is, as you know, this is their sixth date. They've already fucked several yep. times. Correct. And the the end of this date, he asks a couple questions that just sends her. Spinning out of fucking control. We were sort of towards the end of the date. Um, so probably had like three or four cocktails at this point. And I remember, I feel like I blacked out a little bit. So I don't really 100% remember. And blacked out meaning like after and he rage. brought up the time. Yeah. Okay. So her entire personality is based around being fat. Right. She has a podcast about fat pride. She posts videos of herself wearing fat clothes. She has merch that she sells that says, you know, fat is beautiful and fat queen or whatever the fuck. It's more than that. They've been featured because I was going through and doing some research on them. And of course, anytime you're a fat influencer, you're so brave and it's so amazing that you're doing this. You're putting yourself out there. So they've been covered by all the shitty media outlets explaining how amazing they are and how brave they are. So I feel like at some point she'd be like, yeah, I guess I'm doing something right. But apparently she's still wildly insecure, it turns out. They they kind of tease what the, the questions were that he asked. Yeah. And it and it, it builds up. So they, they divert. And I'm sure both of you, have, have either of you ever been on a dinner date with like an 800-pound human? <laughs> no. I'm not ringing any bells. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. <laughs> so, but I bet you're curious what the topics of conversation would be. Sure. I remember talking about like pretty privilege and being plus size and, you know, like something around that. And then I said, you know, being a plus size woman, he was like, yeah, actually, I've been meaning to ask you about that. (laughs) How does he go about that? (laughs) Yeah. And she's just like, are you going to finish that? I, he hasn't even brought it to me yet. Yeah, <laughs> give me a fucking chance. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So she says, "Yeah." I, he said, "I've been meaning to talk to you about that." And now they have a, they established that there's only two directions that this could go. 
my heart dropped to my stomach for mm-hmm. sure. I was like, oh my God, this is not going to go in a good direction. Yeah, it could be like one of two ways. Right. It could be one way where you're kind of like, oh, tell me about your experience. Like, yeah. How has that been for you? Or I've never <laughs> dated a plus size woman. <laughs> Okay, that's the only two ways that this can go. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is amazing. I've never dated a plus size woman before. I can't wait to brag to all my friends about it. Okay, can we take a photo together? Yeah, right. <laughs> can I post this on Instagram? <laughs> oh, you gotta go farther back. Yeah. You gotta go farther back. Honey, I wanna be in this photo. Come on. <laughs> There's only two ways this could go. Oh no, no, just the one. There's just the one way this can go. All right, now now they established that hold on, maybe there's other options. Maybe okay. there's something else that he would want to talk about. Yeah, how do I how do I best like support you yeah. or how do we like how do we do this together and you know whatever. Um So the, if I was on a dinner date with an 800 pounds female, the yeah. last thing I would say is how do I support you? Like I'm not going to even attempt to. <laughs> right, like, yes. <laughs> sounds like a really bad idea. What are your stairs made of? What size truck should I buy? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so they finally get into it. What is the question that he asked? So, Chris, have you heard this? No. What do you think would be something that would cause the sixth date to just nosedive into the ground and and send her off into a, a mental breakdown? On the sixth date? Yeah, this is their sixth date. They've already fucked. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's what's so crazy about this is she's like, oh my gosh, this was so terrible. He he brought up, you know, you've already heard the intro there where I've been meaning to ask you about you being a plus size gal. So what's the next thing he's going to say that's so terrible? Can you pick up the check for once? <laughs> <laughs> this is costing me a fortune. <laughs> do, do we always have to go to the buffet? Yeah. No, you're wrong. Oh, okay. But instead he asked me what my body goals were. And I was like, the fuck does that mean? (laughs) Do you imagine being so fucking triggered? Like your whole personality is being fat. Right. And, and you're sitting and, and she, she talks about it. He's also a fat fuck. And he looks at her across the table and says, do you have any body goals? And that's it. That's all it took. Well, and the funny thing is that she could say, yeah, and I've achieved them all. Like there's a (laughs) really easy way to thwart this whole conversation, but and and actually, you revealed something that uh, I was going to kind of couch a little bit was this idea that she lets it slide after all of this, where he's like, do you have any uh, body goals, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then she gets into this really sticky conversation. Maybe you have some of those clips where obviously this guy's like, oh, shit, I should have brought up. He's trying to back check. I don't know. It seems fine to me. But the fact <laughs> that he's also obese makes this a perfectly appropriate question to ask because he might want to answer that for himself. You know, actually, I feel like I've let myself go. Yeah, he may have been going in that direction. Right, I'm guessing that's what he wanted to say. Like, maybe we could do this together. We could try to lose some weight and be more healthy. Because that ch- changes everything. I'm going to end up jumping around then just to follow up on what you just said. Yeah, please. She ends up fat shaming him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He was just like, I've never dated anyone who's like bigger than me. And I just remember in my head thinking like, I don't think you're bigger. I'm bigger than you. I think we might be the same size. Like, I just, I don't understand like where this is like coming from. So I've got to correct myself. Hold hold on. Is it fat shaming? Am I fat shaming somebody? If I say you're as big as me, Yes. (laughs) picture this with short hair. This is what she's describing. These people have seen each other naked. And she goes, I think he might be bigger than me. Jesus. (laughs) This is not good. Oh God. I've never felt better about things. 
these two people have fucked already. I know. I can't get over that. I can't either. See, the last show we were, we were playing, they were talking about fucking, and I was turned off. Then I want to hear how these two people actually fuck. I want to know what, well, there's got to be like, what, one position, maybe two? Uh, That's even possible. This is going to be an un- unpopular opinion. <laughs> yeah. I want these two dumpy bitches to go and fuck the people from the other podcast yes. so they can beat the shit out of these two girls. Yes, let's get some blood play going. <laughs> I like this. That's awful. Now, what's crazy about this whole thing, and, um, well, so he's also obese. And so he's bringing up, you know, do you have any goals? And so the idea is she gets upset because it's implying that she's unhealthy. Mm. Do you have that clip, Doug? I do. Okay. Hit that for me. Cause then I have, I got to find it. I was, (laughs) well, I mean, the whole thing is that like, she thinks that she is healthy. Oh, like Ash, the right. The Infinifat, the Infinifat. Right. And so a lot of these people who are obese just go, yeah, but it's, what I'm supposed to be, and it's fine. And, you know, Cosmo's going to put them on the front cover of their magazine and right. say, yeah, this is the new beauty standard. And everyone's going to go, You make yeah. obese sound like a negative thing. <laughs> yeah, you're making it sound like I'm doing something wrong yeah. or something. Of course I'm obese. I don't have a lot of doctor friends, but my friend Steve tells me it's not good for you to be morally I, obese. I apologize, Carl. We'll end up hearing it. Yeah. I, I've got it clipped somewhere. I just don't have no, it labeled no about it. No worries. So. I just wanted to play this for you. This is a, a clip, and I've already mentioned it before. It came out four weeks ago from Blair White. And uh, Blair White does a great job of breaking down some of these fat influencers and these people who are championing this idea that being not overweight but obese could possibly be a good thing. Just because I'm fat, that doesn't invalidate the things that I say. She died. <laughs> you ready to get supersized? <laughs> she died too. Today I've got the big fruit loop. He's dead. Join me on my fat positive radio show, which didn't last long because she died. <laughs> My hair is getting stuck on the Christmas tree. She's falling apart. Welcome back to my channel. There are a lot of lies that modern progressivism tells, right? And unfortunately, because a large chunk of the population is stuck on stupid, they do believe them, no matter how obviously deceptive and insane the lies are a lot of people believe them i consider one of the most damaging lies that is told by the establishment is that you can be healthy at any size yeah that's obviously not true it's not good for your heart it's not good for a lot of the organs in your body uh it's not good for your body itself to be carrying around all this weight it's not healthy for you in any single way is there this is a serious question have you ever seen anybody that's not obese say that it's health you can be healthy at any size I think so, but those are like the allies that are, I don't know if they're tricking themselves or if they just want to be so supportive. No one with a brain in their head says that, no. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. And this is the other thing, too. This is what pisses me off, is that these people like to say that they like being fat. This is fun for them. Meanwhile, it's nonstop complaining about how hot it is everywhere. They're sweating and they're gross and it's hard to date. Yeah, everything's a problem. Everything's a problem, but they want to be fat. Like she literally said she doesn't want to lose any weight when he asked what her uh, body goal was. And but then she says this. I know I at one point got down to 140 and I was like very proud of that. Yeah. Um, when I was in high school, but that was doing two a days <laughs> at the yeah. gym. And eating, yeah, drinking like V8 juice only Mm -hmm. and eating bagels for lunch. 
I would have done the bagels, but so you can do it. And she said she felt proud of herself. She was down to 140 in high school when she was working out and trying to eat less and she felt good about it. So which is it? Good point. You're contradicting yourself with that. So she was saying she was really unhealthy back then. I guess. I mean, it V8, sounds that way. V8's not the worst you can do. No. The bagel is just too many carbs. I would just, I'm sure there was cream cheese on it, which is fine, but I would just, I would have gone with a more sensible watch. Notice that she doesn't mention what dinner was, though. Yeah. And then lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> but only one pan. <laughs> right. Yes. So, so back to this date, Yeah, uh, I, I like the fact she talks about how pissed off she got. She got so pissed off that she blacked out. And then he was like, do you, like, the whole, co- are you confident in your body thing? I just remember, again, I just feel like I blacked out. Like, a lot of it is in pieces because at one point I did go to the bathroom. <laughs> get, to, get so pissed off that I had to go take a shit. <laughs> All right. So this is um, what she doesn't understand. Then I just, I guess I don't understand like why I need to be thinner. Yeah. To be like, why it would make you more comfortable mm-hmm. for me to be thinner. Well, there'd be more room on this bench <laughs> first of all, but okay. Um, say to that. He, he brought up like, the cost of flights, we have to buy two seats. Uh. Um, like health concerns and like um, concerns about obesity and like all this stuff. And I was like, so what, what, from that perspective, like yeah. what, what is healthy then yeah. um, to you? And he was like, oh, well, what like the doctor said. And I was like, so like BMI, like my BMI, I was like, you know, like <laughs> technically I should be 120 based on BMI, yeah. um, which Sounds... I was like, I don't think I've been. Since you were like sixth grade. Oh, right. I mean. Yeah, but that doesn't make it wrong. <laughs> it doesn't change anything. Right. I love that she watched an Instagram video or two where they're just like, BMI doesn't mean anything. Don't listen to doctors. It's like, okay, all of this medical research and papers and peer reviewed, all of that's bullshit because I saw two TikToks that said it was. So this other obese guy wants to tell me that I should be in better shape for my health. He's an idiot and an asshole. And, Doug, not to let John Jamingo take over our show, but he does have a question here for us. Ask Carl and Doug, gun to their heads, who would they fuck, obese chick or chick with a cock? Oh, obese chick. Yeah, obese Again. Chick. The answer is obese. <laughs> but you don't, have, you you don't even have to put a gun to my head. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty obvious. Right. I've got a I've got a couple clips here of I I think it's kind of getting into her inner psyche, uh, her her projecting why all this uh, conversation at the date. I think we know what was causing it. Um, and then I st- I was like, okay, so you're not attracted to me. That's yeah. it's important for me to reemphasize. All he asked is if she had any body goals, right? And. He said, do you have any body goals? And then these clips is what she heard in that. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so you're not attracted to me. That's, yeah. you know, my next line of questioning. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, no, I'm obviously attracted to you. I wouldn't have had sex if I wasn't attracted to you. Yeah. The fact that he got and it was, up is like, quite okay. impressive. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and, again, so 
Do you have any body goals? So you're not attracted to me. Uh, <laughs> and thing, then one thing guys can't fake is an erection. <laughs> Yeah. You know, oh, here comes my hard penis. Watch out. Or an orgasm. <laughs> oh, Viagra. Tialis. Sure. And I was like, okay, well, then you're embarrassed to be seen with me. And he was like, no. I mean, like, we go on dates and stuff. So I, I, I think like, that this okay, guy well, dodged a bullet. Yes. Yeah, because they, they have not dated since this question came up. This is the third rail, apparently. For dating an obese chick. Hey, you want to be obese forever? What the fuck? <laughs> now, I'm, I'm going to go backwards because she's talking about how she knows that his feelings were genuine. Okay. Yeah, it's just like weird. I'm like, we had sex multiple times. We like cuddled. There's like, you know, a lot of like staring in a romantic way, you know, not in a like, you can tell. I feel like you mm-hmm. can tell when someone is like, looking at you from like a, I want to devour you way like I really like you way and when they don't yeah and I could like tell so she could tell that he really liked her okay they've fucked several times I mean she got Six naked days. in front of him and they're still out on another date that right. tells you everything you need to know right there so she knew in her heart how much he cared about her yes and all he said is Hey, like, you got any body goals? Yeah. For me, like, now looking back on it, I'm like, it's 100% that you just don't want to, like, you're embarrassed, like, to date someone plus size. Um, And not to just be seen in public with me. I think it's a deeper thing because I think we've gotten to this point where we're probably moving on to, like, meet the friends, meet the family. Mm -hmm. I think he's just like, shit, like, we got here and now I have to, like... I'm going to have to introduce her to people and that's embarrassing and deal with their judgments and yeah. deal with their judgments. And, but at least I can be like, Oh, she, her, she has a goal and it's to lose wow. um, half her body weight. You know, <laughs> she knows how much she has to lose. She's, yeah. And she's reading into all of this one little question. And I was turning into meeting parents and holidays. I hate to break this to you, ma'am. But people are judging you whether you can hear it or not. Right. Yes. Keep that in she, mind. Well, she knows that, though. And that's the big thing. She's already projecting all of this onto him. He didn't say any of these things. Yeah, it sounds like she wanted an out. It sounds like a her D- problem. During, during that clip, I was envisioning your sixth date with your wife at Applebee's. And she holds up her phone and, and says, you ever heard of Invisalign? Like, you, you ever heard of this company? <laughs> yeah. Do you have any teeth goals, Carl? Like, what? what do you mean? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Carl, um, I have a friend. I want you to see him. He's a, a dentist. <laughs> I'll just slip you a card. You can just make that phone call whenever you want there. Okay, Jed. <laughs> I'm going to talk about this on my podcast. You hurt my feelings. Bobcat, when are you selling tickets for Tampa? I'm coming. They they should be on sale next week. As soon as they are, I will announce that. And uh, definitely people on Patreon and Supercast will get first crack at uh, purchasing those tickets because we always sell the uh, VIPs pretty quickly. So March 22nd, mark it down on your calendars. Save the date, WATP Live. Doug, you got a lot of free time. Maybe you can come to one of these live shows. Yeah, I, I, I think I might be able to now. All right, sweet. Cool. I like if you have Doug. it in the next three weeks before I run out of money. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, that's the problem right there. Hey, do, we, do we have time for a couple more clips from the show or do you want to move on? Let's do it. I'm feeling All right. It. Thank you. 
uh, the the first one is I just want to know if you can explain to me. I, I I know what she's saying, but it's a really really dumb sentence. Duh. I have unlearned diet culture. Yeah. I do know my that I'm like beautiful, but I do think like in that moment he made me feel less than mm-hmm. him. So unlearning diet culture is that the same thing as ignoring the experts? Correct. Is that the same yes. thing? Un- yeah. Unlearning diet culture. You know, this thing where you're supposed to eat so many calories a day, you're supposed to actually like work out and exercise. I had learned all of that. Turns out none of it really fucking matters. (laughs) (laughs) She's dead. (laughs) And then the last thing is, so we went through that whole uh, exercise of he asked, do you have any body goals? And what he really meant was, I'm not attracted to you. I'm embarrassed to be seen by you. I don't want your family around. Yeah. So. She gets home from the date. Uh, I assume she finishes her fucking cheesecake that she brought. And uh, she decides to send him a text and say, now she really figured out why he was asking that. So his your goals were all for him. Yep. It was and all that's for why, him. That's why when I sent the text, I was like, this is all about you being comfortable being with someone. It's like not about me. It's not about me, my health. This is about you being comfortable she is a fucking psychopath. Yeah, the mental gymnastics here, uh, the only gymnastics she's ever going to do yes. are the mental gymnastics. <laughs> it's insane to think, he, this guy asked one question, which is a good question to ask. And if she's not thinking about body goals, she should be. And so he asked one question, and she has totally flipped the script. He's the worst guy ever who was trying to push her to do all these things she doesn't want to do. It's like, well, no. <laughs> you can ma- maintain your I, obesity I, if you want. Just answer the question. And just to recap that it's date number six, it's <laughs> yes. okay to ask something like this. Right. You've been naked. Yeah. Be like, I go upstairs and my wife says, so do you have any career goals or what are <laughs> <Yeah>. we doing? <laughs> did, you, did you want to find a way to pay the mortgage at some point or how does that? <laughs> Where are you going with this bitch? <laughs> Stop riding Give me. me. cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. That is something else. I got to keep an eye on uh, these girls. Swipe fat. The idea that they're saying that dating is difficult when you're obese, and then you ask a simple question to her, and you break up immediately. It's like, well, you're the one who's difficult. You're the thing that's difficult in all of this. Yeah, the rules to this suck. Yeah, no shit. All right, let's get into something that's not difficult, and that is listening to my boy, Patty Broken Skull. Don't tell me you don't like my show. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Because that's absurd. Patty's had a rough week. And I want to get into that. Free Water was taken down off of Spotify for some reason. He doesn't know why. But uh, that, I think that's the platform he uses to upload his show. So they're just gone. Ooh. Yeah. So he's he's pretty. Bu- he's actually fired up about that. I have some clips we'll play in a little bit. But first, I want to talk about Man Pad episode two. So this is, of course, our boy Manny Muskets, and uh, he is partnered up with Patty Broken Skull. And once again, the show starts off. Patty loves to have the sound bed, the, the music bed underneath. And Manny can't fucking stand it. Can you turn the music down just a little? How's that? It is still just as loud. Nothing changed. <laughs> it's quiet as shit on my end. Dude, it's loud as shit on my end. 
Okay, now it's getting quieter. Alright, so did you want to talk about, did you want to complain first or should I? I always thought, this is so crazy of me, I always thought Patty put that shit in in post. I didn't realize he's talking over that the whole fucking time that he's podcasting. That's annoying. The story checks out, though. It sounds like shit. It does. So Manny's just like, come on, man. Really? We're playing this music again? All right. So this this is going to come back a couple times throughout the show where Manny gets a little annoyed by this. And then Patty's upset that there isn't music. They'll figure it out. They'll find their way. I have a lot of hope for these two. I think that they're a good podcasting duo. I think they're a good team. But this is the thing that I heard at the beginning of the episode. My ears perked up and I went, oh, please tell me this is going to happen. Well, I want to pitch that to you as well, because I have a lot of material that I write that I haven't used on stage. I've only done it twice, but I got some stuff that I I read back and I'm like, this is fucking there's something here. But I don't have the comedy brains around me to make that, you know what I mean, to make it an actual thing. So maybe at the end of the episode, I'll share a joke or two jokes. You can share a joke, bring up an old one, whatever you want to do. But let's see if we can use the end time to figure out if there is a punchline to anything that I'm saying. That's the best fucking idea I've ever heard in my life. That's amazing. So the fact that he says, at the end of the show, I want to read some old jokes that I have in my notebook over here. I'm like, let's get to that right now. (laughs) What are we waiting for? Let's get to it. So Spot the punchline. I like this. Yeah, good news is that this is coming up. Patty almost forgot. Manny's just like, no, 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 we got it. Or maybe it's the other way around. Either way, thank God it does happen. So I'm, that's a little tease. We are going to get to that. But uh, this this is a complaint show. The man pad is all about what are you complaining about? What am I complaining about? Basically, it's Manny doing the biggest problem in the universe without calling it the biggest problem in the universe, which is great. It's a great format. What's on your mind this week? What's bothering you? What makes you a rage? And so uh, Patty's complaint is mushroom haircuts on the white guys. <laughs> Of course. It's a big problem. I bet, <laughs> it really is. Yes. I bet you go into any fucking great clips today. They flip the chairs upside down on purpose for that haircut. They're like, we got a lot of people wanting them. We had to make different chairs. <laughs> fucking stupid. That's why I cut my own hair. Fucking what, dude? I'm not going to waste my time with somebody messing it up who I have to give $12 at the end. <laughs> I can really do this podcast forever and ever. I have, there's so many. <laughs> like They keep coming as, I, as I'm doing the podcast, really. <laughs> So there's a couple of things going on here. First off, Patty's feeling it. He's like, I can fucking complain about shit all day. I got so many quips. I got so many things to rant about. So he's loving it. I can, I can do this. I love overconfident Patty. He's the best. I can do this all day. I'm killing it. You heard Manny right there go, 12. <laughs> Just like you did, uh, producer Chris. So this is Manny calls him out for this. Where, where do you find a $12 haircut? So in Philly, you'll pay like... 40 50 bucks a cut before the tip most places sorry what was that i asked where do you where do you find these 12 dollar haircuts oh dude okay. i haven't had i this that's what i mean i haven't had an actual haircut at a place since it was 12 dollars <laughs> you know what i mean back when haircuts were 12 dollars that's the last time i was ever in a place so he's cutting his own hair I spent $35 on a Flowbee, and I've been saving money ever since. <laughs> You're right, yes. Look at all these suckers, these barbers, idiots. So not only is he cutting his own hair, but I also like the way – this is almost like anti-Tom Segura, where Tom Segura likes to call people for being poor. Patty's just like, dude, you're paying money to get to your haircut? What are you, an idiot? I'm cutting my own hair. You know what else I'm doing? I'm giving myself my own tattoos. I'm not going to do the same quality of tattoo on another person I am myself. Because I am willing to put myself through hell multiple times. 
to make it look halfway decent. I don't care about you. <laughs> You're just a customer, and I'm doing this in a basement. Get off me. You know what I mean? I need music in the background, dude. This is making me uncomfortable and self-conscious because you're not laughing as much as you should be. <laughs> so that's very I need telling. to cancel my tattoo appointment. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it yourself, man. You're going to do a better job when you do it yourself. Manny's not finding him hilarious. Patty thinks he's killing it with these uh, rants he's going off on. So this goes on for a while, explaining how much he tattoos himself and, and all the stuff that he's doing. And Patty is a pretty talented artist. I, I will give him that. I don't know how many of his tattoos that we see on him he's done himself. I'd be interested to know which ones, but he's a pretty talented artist. Um, I've known people who have tattooed themselves before. Usually it looks like they've been in prison. Yep. Usually doesn't work out great. You know, you don't want the logo to be upside down on your knee. <laughs> that's, that's always, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> it's never a good thing. Also, if you tattoo yourself in the mirror, that could lead to some problems as well. But anyway, Manny doesn't have any tattoos. And so Paddy explains how he feels about tattoos and loses confidence immediately and then tells the truth. But, but also, I can't think of anything that I care enough to put it on my body. That's like, not what it is to me. I don't care that much about any of it. It's just fun. And then also, I always live by this. Daniel Tosh had this joke about people covered in tattoos. He's like, that's going to look ridiculous when you're 95. And it's like nobody covered in tattoos lives to 95. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm not really worried about it too much, but I also had this idea in my head that I would be doing something in my career or in a career that would allow that, you know, specifically my music shit. It's like, if I fucking got huge doing vocals, it'd make more sense. Ah, okay. There the truth comes out. He goes, well, I was trying to look like a rock star because I thought I was going to be a rock star. So I thought that'd be, I think a lot of young people do this. They fall into this thing where they're just like, yeah, all the people who I admire and I look up to tattoo their face. So I'm going to do that too. And it's like, yeah, but you're going to be a bank teller someday. So (laughs) (laughs) maybe you don't want to do that. You don't really have the chops like these people that you look up to. So anyway, I thought that was funny because Manny explains it because Patty's like, you don't have any tattoos. Manny goes, do you see how dark my skin is? You think a tattoo would show up on here? (laughs) Which good for Manny. I found out what his accent is. It's not autism. 100%. 100%. He was born in London. Oh, okay. So he's got a London accent going. Good to know. A lot of questions around that. The last time we were bringing this up. Okay. So Patty brought a bunch of complaints. He's overprepared for this episode because normally they, they go two each. But Patty's like, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll just tell you all my complaints and we can figure out what we want to talk about. Number one, talking with food in your mouth. Number two, repetitive true crime cases. And number, number three, people who drive fast with nowhere to go. Well, I mean, any one of those is a good jumping off point for a conversation, I would imagine. Talking with food in your mouth, about time someone tackled that one. Repetitive true crime. He gets into that one quite a bit. Our driving fast with nowhere to go. How do you know that? How would you know that? <laughs> number four, airline food. What is the deal with it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Being asked if you have body goals. So (laughs) Manny explains to Patrick that there is a finite number of true crime stories. And Patty doesn't understand that. And so Patty's going, well, no, 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 no. Like all these true crime shows, they keep doing the same stories over and over again. And Manny's like, well, yeah, it's because there's only so many crimes that you'd want to talk about or hear about that are interesting for people. And and, uh, he doesn't understand that concept at all. He's just like, well, 
No, I mean, you could talk about something that happened to you. Or you could talk. It's like, no, no, no. That's not what, that's not what true crime is. <laughs> Crimes of the heart. In my book, that means you're not allowed to do true crime unless you go out and commit a bunch of crimes first. So I'm surprised the somebody, is, they've actually had that happen, I would imagine. It's the I mean, it's like firefighters do. They, Where's the they, story they, on that, you know? Where's the coverage on that? Where's the coverage on the guy from Who Are These Podcasts? Nobody talks yeah. about him. <laughs> He's going around fucking... Asking for money, doing, right? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> Get on your knees like, a, like your namesake. He's assaulting people with his club foot. Right. <laughs> Trying to bring frosted tips back in style. Oh, frosted tips. Okay. All right. That could be just a whole nother complaint. Let's. Uh, let, what do you think about talking with food in your mouth? Manny! What the fuck? <laughs> so I, I believe that Patrick Michael started talking about podcast Hitman, and then it just transitioned to you. Oh, you might be right because he says, "Yeah, the WTP guy." Like, what did I do? <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of a boring life compared, compared to these true. And it just stories. turns out that your frosted tips is way worse than killing your girlfriend and eating her. <laughs> I don't have frosted tips. <laughs> <laughs> Guys are the worst. All right, so then it comes back to Maddie because you know Patty's complaints are ridiculous. So Maddie's got a good one here. You're not gonna like uh, my next problem. Hit me. But it's music beds and podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so I just find them annoying. <laughs> Manny! I, I messaged Manny because there hasn't been a new episode yet. I'm like, uh-oh. When you brought that complaint to that end of the show, he goes, no, 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 no. We're just on a holiday break. All right, good. Thank God. Because I was like, wow, you're playing with fire right there. <laughs> Insulting uh, Patty to his face and what he likes to do. All right. So, yeah, this is what I was talking about earlier where – they go through their complaints, and then Manny tries to wrap things up, and I was like, no! Matt, do you want to wrap this up? Well, let's do the fucking jokes, buddy. <laughs> I got some stuff for you. Yes! Let's do the fucking jokes, buddy! This is exciting. This is what we don't get enough of on Patrick's live streams, as well as his podcast. He's been live streaming like a motherfucker this week. I've gotten notes from many people telling me that he's killing it right now. So, so before you before you play the jokes, I went on... YouTube, I was going to pull a clip to throw into the uh, one of my audio clips, and I had a notification that he was live. So I went and checked him out, hit record, because I thought for sure I was going to be able to pull something. And I'll be honest with you, I enjoyed it. Yeah. When he, he was just talking about comedians and his views of comedy, I enjoyed it. That's the note I got from multiple people saying, by the way, I've been checking out Patty's live stream. It's not bad. And he's getting some real views. One of them has 240 views on it already. The other one has 120 when I last I checked. So people are checking in on this stuff. And people, I mean, they're, they're way too long. They're three hours long. But just like you're saying, Doug, people are checking out and going, oh, it's actually not too bad. He's got some good takes. Yeah. If, if he was to turn the, the chat off, not reference it at all, because mm. he starts arguing, you know, and then yeah. I checked out at that point. But yeah, when he was just talking about comedy, I I would listen to him. Interesting. He's come a long way this way. Yeah. He really has. All right. Let's go back to his uh, joke writing, though. Okay. This is my favorite. <laughs> All right. Um, here's my – I don't know, even know what you're going to expect. This isn't even the one that I had in mind, but I had to keep looking through them, and I found this, and I thought it was funny. I had a friend who literally was obsessed with driving. He drove as often as he could, and I can't fucking stand golf. <laughs> Just, that's just so dumb. You get what I mean? It's there, something. Because then I would just go to the next thing. I'm not waiting for you to laugh. I'm going to the next joke. 
Yeah, don't wait for the laugh on that one. Doug, um, you didn't laugh. Maybe God, he made me look like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you didn't get the joke. You see, the word driving means multiple things. Yeah, got it. Okay. Because you know sometimes words have two meanings. <laughs> All right. Well, you didn't like that one. How about this one? Uh, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I was born with a spork and a rat tail. That one I don't get. That's why I keep going. There's no end. I just go right to the next joke. I'm not waiting for the thing. So what it is is telling you a little bit about me. I'm That's poor, and my mom still has part of my hair somewhere in a book. He used that in what that audio drama or something? Yep, we've heard that one before. Yeah. All right. Is that why you didn't laugh? Just because you've heard it before? That's <laughs> yeah, played. Oh, that old gag. Yeah. I I loved Manny's response to that. It was so great. He's like, yeah, I don't get that one. Good for you, Manny. Not just giggling along. All right. We got another one, joke number three coming in. You'll love this one, especially some of the people that like our show. I'm not much for going out. It's not that I'm against it. It's just every time I go to a party, I'm eventually asked to leave, and I just can't keep driving drunk. <laughs> Come on, man. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if you're not asked to leave, you're still going to drive drunk home. There's some, yeah, there's a way to make it. There's a way. Yeah, yeah that's really dumb. That's really stupid. And Manny's just like, well, whether you get kicked out or not, like, what? You can still get an Uber even when you're kicked out. You know that, right? You can stand outside and wait for one. So, Panda didn't like that response, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But he decides, okay, good. And Patty, to his credit, goes, you know, I don't have a lot of friends to bounce things off of. You're a stand-up comic, Manny. Let's workshop this one. So, this is these two workshopping that concept of not going out. There's some, Yeah, there's a way to make it. There's a way. Yeah. Hmm. there's another line that needs to go before the i like the pullback though like you come in aggressive with the thing and i just can't keep you kind of whisper the i just can't keep driving trump yeah <laughs> I, I need maybe i should make it more specific on what i'm driving <laughs> no no why would being more specific <laughs> on what you're driving help that joke patty come on this is a guy who watches every stand-up special he knows all the comedians he's still not understanding what makes a joke funny I like that his, his whole strategy is, um, yeah, I know that punchline's not very good. That's why I just keep plowing through to the next joke, the next joke, the next joke. If I go fast enough, it'll, it'll all work. And just whisper it. Yeah. That'll right. work. All right. So yeah, that, I, I understand the punchline's not funny. That's why I just go to the next setup. Right. And then the next setup. Yes. All right. So now Manny to the rescue on this one. Yeah. I mean, make it about how do you feel? Like, when you leave, are, are you crying as you drive? Are you upset about leaving? It's like... Okay, how about this? How about this? I, and I just can't keep driving drunk back to the store to buy another handle of liquor to go drink at home alone by myself while I cry. <laughs> Is that too fast? <laughs> we just cut off some of the words, for sure. Patty goes, I hear you. No, you're right. How about this? I get kicked out of the party, right? And then I get in my car and I drive and I buy more booze. And then I go home. And I drink those booze. All right. What about, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I love workshopping with pet. That should be the show. Fuck these. What are you complaining about? Let's workshop jokes together. What do you got in your notebook? Let's sit down and see if we can turn this into a, a real joke. All right. I got one more clip from uh, this show. But that's pretty good. I, I, I get what you're saying. Add that element where it's like, not only do I get kicked out, I have to drive drunk to the store to buy more booze because I didn't steal any from the party like I should have. That's the punchline. And then I go to the next joke about stealing from parties. <laughs> he, go, 
I was like, I'm just saying, Manny. Manny said none of those things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're hearing yourself, my friend. And then he goes into uh, stealing from parties. Yeah. You guys do that, right? And then I do huh? my 10 minutes on stealing from yeah. parties. All right. I'm doing this site on scene. Jody B posted a link in the Discord. He put together 22 seconds of what he calls Patty is actually spitting bars. This is from his uh, live stream. Let's see what Jody considers to be Patty's best work here. <laughs> They need some young blood. All of them do. All these old men playing on the computer. Bringing nothing. Remember when you used to have to respect your elders because they held all the knowledge? <laughs> At least that's what you thought. That was the perception. All right, Joe. I don't know if I would have clipped that one myself. But all right, let's get back to what I had prepared for. Quality us. haircut, though. <laughs> Yeah, he's looking good, that's for sure. So this is the big deal that's going on right now. <sighs> His shows have been taken down. Free Water, his best show, has all been taken off of the internet. It's fucking gone. Gone. I literally got a email. Uh, fucking... In your inbox? Almost a month ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> from Spotify. Okay. Claiming some sort of infringing. Okay. Within my within my show somewhere. I bet he talked it's about fucking Mac. Gone. <laughs> it is not on Spotify. What? Not at all. Did I think Podbean still has it. I cannot upload any episodes whatsoever. Um but yeah, some sort of infringing. They didn't even specify. They sent a link with it. Didn't specify. The link doesn't take me anywhere. I don't trust his reading comprehension. I want to see that email. <laughs> I want to see what it says because it's probably a rule or something highlighted out there. But I've listened to a bunch of these shows. I don't know what he could be doing wrong. Especially at, well, from a podcasting standpoint. Like Podcasts are kind of, the, I mean, on Spotify, maybe it's different, but it's kind of the Wild West. Do whatever we want on these. I would have to assume that it's infringement. The uh, um, I know Spotify does crack down every once in a while on if you play music and shit, and he's forever playing music beds. Yeah, but isn't Just it? Like it's, his, it's his music, though, isn't it? Not well. I mean, like snakes in the grass. If you remember that, that was a stolen music bed. <laughs> there, there's no telling that. what he's put out there. I do remember that quite well. It still had the. Um... What are those little pieces where, like, oh, the watermarks? The little watermarks yeah. were still in the song because he didn't purchase the. the I've got it on the ready if you want to hear it. <laughs> I, I kind of <laughs> do. Now that you have it, let's go. Is this the one that you're in or is it the original? Yeah, this is the one that I'm in. Okay, good. <laughs> those things are snakes. You already know who it is, and I've been here for a while. They call me animal, and I can't afford to smile. You can see me leave. I miss PJ. I miss PJ too. I was thinking about him the other day. I gotta reach out to him. Give me the sign when you want me to fade it up. We know that Todd's dreaming. He's Carl's nightmare. He wants him dead, but at the same time, he doesn't care. Talking like you even know me, bro. We ain't never seen it, we didn't know me, bro. 
He just rhymed the words. Know me, bro. <laughs> With the words. Know me, bro. <laughs> I already say it from there. Brilliant. God, I miss PJ. PJ was a guy, a unique talent. He could have the worst voice, mm-hmm. never hit a note correctly. Rhyme scheme scheme was atrocious, shoehorning everything, and it still works every time. There was a charm to it. There was not a song he sent me that I went, nah, not this one. Every single one was great. PJ, come back. We miss you, buddy. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. Um, now he's trying to speculate on what he might have done wrong to get all of his shows taken down. <laughs> Still doing what I do. I might have said fag more than once, but is that <laughs> copyright infringement? <laughs> Most certainly not. <laughs> is that copyright infringement? Get sued by big fag. <laughs> Hate crime. Is that copyright? Or... <laughs> am, I, am I stealing that from someone? I don't think so. I don't fucking know, dude. That, it's baffling. But that's really the only reason why we're here. I got to figure out what to do. Yeah. Because I still like the brand. I still like the free water name. Me too. I like everything that it stands for. Yep. And now it's just fucking what, dude? Great job. Awesome. Just live streaming stupid shit. (sighs) I I don't even know. Oh, my God. I feel like we're back at square one all of a sudden. All right. One more uh, clip from here. Didn't he start free water because of you? It's it's in reference to you, right? Yeah, yeah. um, Because... The, the fish company tracks the fish to water or something like that. <laughs> I forgot what his saying was, but that's where Patty logic. But yeah, it, yeah. It, it has to do with you. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yes. Which, you know, I don't want him to lose that. So he's got a solution. Let's hear what he comes up with as he's kind of, you know, obviously he's, he's thinking through this and we're seeing him process this yeah. in real time. Gets demonetized. Who's monetized? Who's monetized? Not me. So what do I give a fuck? Still put my shit out there, so I'm probably just going to start a free water YouTube channel, and I'll probably... Daddy, no! Stop starting YouTube channels! You have enough YouTube channels! Focus on what... This one almost has a 1,000 subscribers! Put it on! Great job! Awesome! What is he doing? He thinks everything needs a new channel, a new platform, a new name, a new logo. Stop it! Consolidate! This is the year of consolidation. Patty, I like to brag on your behalf. I say you're the most prolific podcaster of all time. And I believe that to be the truth. I wouldn't say it if I didn't. And so whenever I talk about Patty, people who don't know who he is, I go, you got to check out this guy, Patty. Most prolific podcaster of all time. You have that title no matter what. All right. You don't have to worry about that anymore. Stop starting new shows and new channels and new whatever. Focus, my friend. Focus on this channel and build it, baby. Play to your strengths, Patty. You don't, it's not monetized yet. It could be. You're almost there. Can I make a suggestion? Yes. And Carl, I don't I don't want to spend your money, but mm-hmm. what if you allow him to have a 20-minute spot on your Patreon every week? You pay him 20, 30 bucks for an ep- every every episode. Okay. And then you publish the episode of Free Water on your Patreon. It would be great cross-promotion Done. for a great job awesome. I love it. I love it. I would definitely do that. He doesn't read my emails, though. Not that I've ever tried to, <laughs> ever tried to email him, but all right. I'm going to play this a little bit further. It's kind of interesting. We archive some of the stuff, put up some of the stuff that I already have, and then uh, put the new ones up. But, of course, that's going to take time because I have to edit all of my audio into video form now for YouTube. So that'll be fun and a fucking giant waste of my weekend. 
Thank God there's no fights, though. Thank God there's no UFC event, or otherwise I'd have something else to actually do. Now I gotta do this stupid shit, so fucking god damn it. It is it is beyond frustrating. And all I can think is one of these fucking lackeys of the vegetables or fucking stuttering John or Opie, somebody got in there and fucking did something. Made a false claim. He thinks Opie is spending his time trying to take him down. That's kind of I thought he would accuse me of doing that. I'm sorry, I wouldn't. I love his content. But it's funny that he thought it was the vegetables or stuttering John or Opie. Got in there and did something. Got in there and did something. I mean, it's as good of a theory as any, I suppose. Why not? Uh, this is a quick clip that our buddy Doug in the Jingles Department sent me. He's always checking out these live streams and seeing what's doing. But you're supporting this fucking weird thing. You're keeping it alive. So I guess people could make the argument, fucking why are we here? You know what, I just, we... you know what I just noticed? I'm sorry, not to distract it. But his left arm is really tatted up. I believe he's right-handed. So are those all the tattoos <laughs> he's putting on himself? Is his is this right arm just completely bare? And his yeah, left arm just stick just... figures. <laughs> yeah, right, he's trying Mom. to like... <laughs> tic tac toe board. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's funny. Get alive. So I guess people could make the argument: fucking, why are we here? Why are we right here? But I already told you, it's not going to change. I'm not one of these guys that's just going to flip the script and be like, you know what? I'm going on fucking who are these podcasts next week, guys. Hell yeah, get ready. I'm, I'm talking to Stuttering John next week. We're fucking, we're fucking teaming up. Fuck everybody. I don't care about none of y'all. You know what I mean? Fucking celebrity bullshit. Fucking weak as fuck anyways. Oh, people are supposed to be looking for your autograph on a fucking orange or some gay shit. It's stupid. What a giant waste of time. And yet there's these Carl, groups of people that continue to make... <laughs> of course I will, buddy. <laughs> people that don't even have a skill. Popular. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. He's such a weird dude because he literally doesn't know what he's trying to accomplish in life. And I was messaging with Doug about this just this morning. Here's a guy who has been offered to go on the Anthony Cumia show and the Dick Masterson show. For me... Those are the shows that put me on the map. It's the reason why we're still doing this for my basement all these years later is because those guys gave me a chance, put me on their shows. And I, I started to build an audience from that. And Patty's been given that chance, a chance that any John Jamingo in the discord would love that chance. Mm-hmm. And Patty goes, nah, noon. Fucking get out of here. <laughs> got time for that shit. <laughs> but I've just never met someone who really had no clue what they're even trying to do. It's not like he can't accomplish his goals. He doesn't know what they are. He wouldn't know. If you sat him down and just went, Penny, what do you want this to be? What are you trying to accomplish? He, I don't know. Why would I Why would I think about that? He's like too cool to do I, that. I, I think you're wrong. I think that you hit the nail on the head a couple years ago. I think it's just fear of success. Yeah. I, I think he knows what he wants. He's just scared it'll happen. Okay. I'll give you that. But then why is he continuing to put out shows and make YouTube channels and do these things? It is a conundrum. Yeah. It's weird because... If, if he's afraid of becoming successful at podcasting, then he, well, one thing he could do is just stop podcasting altogether. That would cure that. <laughs> no more so, fear. Could, I think, Carl, I think you started WATP roughly six, eight months before we started Who's Right. Yeah. And 
you know, you, you got bigger, faster, mm-hmm. but you still had that, that period for a year or so where you were podcasting for a hundred, 200 people, two years. Yeah. We, yeah, exactly. Right. And then you start getting all these messages, right? They start coming in way faster than any, you know, you get more in a day than you got the previous two years. Right. It, it, it's a lot to deal with. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and how you navigate that is what sets your course for the future. Right. And I think when he started getting that exposure, it, it, his brain doesn't allow him to process it. He doesn't know how to navigate it, but he doesn't want it to stop. Okay. No, I, I understand what you're saying. And it, it can be a lot, but I think for myself and for you, I think I speak for both of us, we kind of got into this thinking that that might happen. And if it did, that'd be kind of cool. Right? Fair. I, mean, I remember my goal when I started podcasting with Kevin, Kevin and myself just doing weekends as a hobby. My goal was to be popular enough that I could guest on other shows. That was literally, I wasn't, I didn't want to make money. I, I, my only goal was it'd be cool if people wanted to have Carl from who are these podcasts on their show. And I don't know what Patty's goal is or was or ever could have been, but he accomplished that very quickly. He could have done that. Yeah. I think he just uh, wanted to sound like he had a show to himself. Yeah. You know, or possibly his girlfriend. At the well, time. he, he claims, let's not forget when he was asked this question. By uh, oh, I know where you're going with this. Was it Delvin Cox asked him? This was going the, back. The legacy. He, yeah, he goes. The reason why I do this is for my kids, so that they can go back sometime when they're in their 30s or 40s and see what their dad was all about. <laughs> well, Spotify fucked you on that one, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, the kids! <laughs> all right, I gotta give props to uh, Will Heron who works for a local news channel, KADN, and he put together a uh, a little report here to try to get people into the Dabbleverse, and I got to give him props on this. Kevin Brennan, a stand-up comedian who finished second to Dave Chappelle on Star Search and also wrote for SNL, tweeted harsh words regarding the death of Friends co-star Matthew Perry. Now, I reached out to former celebrity stuttering John Melendez from the Howard Stern Show and the Tonight Show, who knows Brennan, to find out what his problem is. Should junkies live outlive you? They got to do get high and drunk every day and outlive you? Does that seem fair? They- Will told me he blurred out Ray DeVito just to fuck with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. High and drunk every day and outlive you? Does that seem fair? Then if, if that was the case, everybody would get drunk and high every day, wouldn't they? That is comedian, writer, and host of podcast Misery Loves Company, Kevin Brennan. His tweet, drowned in a hot tub, ha 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 ha, mocking the death of Matthew Perry, co-star of hit 90s TV sitcom Friends, a day after he was found dead in a hot tub, received national backlash. When confronted over the tweet, Brennan doubled down. But I do love it when junkies die. I do. I love it when junkies die. Because how else are we going to learn a lesson that drugs are bad? John Melendez, better known as Stuttering John from the Howard Stern and The Tonight Show, explained to me what he thinks Brendan's problem is. He said that his father, when his father was dying, Kevin said that he loved him. And his father wouldn't say that he loved him back. And apparently there was some kind of not a good relationship with he and his father. So that kind of anger and hate is what happens. Melendez relates Brendan's childhood trauma to his own. 
telling me his father's physical abuse is what caused his famous stutter. I, he, just a bad temper, and he would go from the greatest dad in the world to a monster. And he would slap my sisters around, slap me around. What's that to do with anything? This is an awesome news report. I love this. He's showing Uncle Rico's show. It's <laughs> fantastic. The SNL writer and star of 90s pilot number one son disagreed with Melendez. Star, star of 90s pilot number one son. <laughs> a pilot no one's seen. <laughs> Hilarious. He's just a number one son. That's fucking great. Snow writer and star of 90s pilot number one son disagreed with Melendez when our conversation was brought up on his show. You told your father that you loved him and he never said it back to you. Okay, so he's on his deathbed. He has going on. Yeah, but he, you know, that, I'm, I'm sure that hurt you immensely. It didn't, really. I'm still laughing. That <laughs> <laughs> hurt me immensely. So that's why I t- tweeted about Matthew Perry. Yeah, you were just very, I mean, you're very angry because your father didn't give you the no! <laughs> Well, I spoke with Kevin Brennan through emails, but he would not give me a one-on-one interview. I guess we'll never know why he's so mad. Will Heron, News 15. Good job, Will Heron. I guess we'll never know why Kevin Brennan is so mad, but thank you for that news report. It's good reporting right there. It's commendable. I, I don't know if that's an old stuttering John clip or not, but that... Seems like he's pulling another uh, Howard Stern trick, you know, turn everything into, and that's because your dad hurt you and didn't love you. Yeah, and... you're right. In fact, the fact that he would fall for that, where he's being interviewed about uh, Kevin Brennan, just putting out a tweet he thought was funny, and he's going, you know, my dad, he used to hit me. <laughs> what is this about? Why are you talking about that? Who cares? Uh-huh. Uh, uh, what else? <laughs> All right. We haven't done this in a while. Well, maybe it's been a couple of weeks, but the point is is that there's a lot of news right now in the hackverse about what's going on with our boy Chad Zumach. It's time to mock Zumach. So Chad goes on his show earlier this week, and Melton starts sniping him. And the way that Melton is sniping him is he's not even on, Melton's not even on the show. He's just literally broadcasting Chad's show from his channel. And Melton has more viewers than Chad does. So this pisses Chad off, and uh, he doesn't handle this very well. As of right now, members only. He's switching his chat to uh-huh. members only. Now you have to watch from the outside. I can't comment. Me, 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 me. I wa- so what's happening here is that because Melton's sniping him, the Melton viewers are going over to Chad's show and motherfucking him at the comments. So now Chad's actually like, he's in control and has the upper hand on this one. Aha, uh-huh. now you have to watch from the outside. I can't comment. Me, 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 me. I want to be Chad, you're a Bye. Bye. Bye bye. See ya. See ya. Ha ha. Egon got in. He knows what's up. I really do admire the fact that Chad has not grown as a broadcaster in any single way. We haven't really <laughs> checked in on him in a while. I mean, it was a year ago that we were checking him out every week. And uh, nothing has changed over there. He's still putting out the same quality content that we had seen uh, that year ago. So this is rich right here that check his hands with a straight face. Well, here's the thing. Like, I know a lot of Melton's fans. I like I I know them personally, and they're not like good people. They're like shitty people, like in real life. Huh? 
Like, do they have like restraining orders out against them? Do they like tell people to kill themselves via email over and over again throughout a single day? Are they steal stealing things? <laughs> <laughs> These are bad people. Okay, lying constantly. Yeah, right. All right. Well, if you say so, fair enough. Before you, before you move on, uh, yeah. referencing your comment you made previously. Look back at when you first were introduced to Patrick Michael and the quality of his broadcast compared to where he's at now. Correct. Very different. And then this. This (laughs) Right. And then this guy is just stuck. He he can't get out of his own way. And people send him chats and things. And this is a weird reaction. Podcaster Carl Hemberger was arrested Wednesday after he was found with a 13-year-old boy in Rochester. In a in a, a Rochester public toilet, authorities say, "Let's hope, let's hope." So first off, he can't read, but secondly, Chad wants a thirteen-year-old boy to get molested as well, long as it say, makes let's me hope look for a bad. Rape. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, that kid's probably going to get raped either way. I'm glad it was Carl. Yeah. <laughs> it, so he, that he was got 15. busted. Come on, <laughs> he looked eighteen. That's all I know. <laughs> Police are currently analyzing the frosted tips that were left at the scene. <laughs> frosted tip forensics, they call it. They have a whole office. No, no, All it right. was pubes. <laughs> no, but that is like Chad to say, yeah, let's hope. Let's hope. Stucho would have said the same thing oh, without yeah, even thinking. For sure. Yeah. yeah. It's a tragic thing. Yeah, let's hope it's true. Uh, podcaster Carl killed three people while driving into a crowd of pedestrians. Let's hope. <laughs> I hope he gets hope he goes to jail for this. All right, so the the sniper. Now, the thing about the mud shark is that he got most popular when he was sniping MLC after he got kicked off MLC and then he was sniping MLC. And then Tukey got popular because Tukey was sniping the mud shark sniping MLC. We're not going back that far in time, but it feels like it. Now, Chad is the sniper, he's the king, but he does not like getting sniped himself. I'm not, this isn't even a show. I'm just fucking around. And this is your idea of good content. This is what you think's great. Dude, I'll just shoot you back, dude. I'm not this isn't even a show. I'm just fucking around. And this is your idea of good content. This is what you think's great. Dude, I'll just shoot you back, dude. I'm not this isn't even a show. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> oh, what happened to your Wi-Fi? And this is your idea of good content. This is what you think's great. Dude, I'll just shoot you back, dude. I'm not. This isn't even a show. I'm just fucking around. What happened to your oh, Wi-Fi? What happened to your Wi-Fi? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, man? What's, what I found interesting about this, we've seen this before, where people will snipe the sniper, and it turns into this loop, and you just get this audio loop that goes on and on. But Chad talks so infrequently that it actually makes sense. It's not a bunch of people interrupting themselves or each other, because Chad's not a good broadcaster, so he doesn't talk very often. So it almost kind of works. He makes KB look tech-savvy. He does. So this is kind of a funny comment he has to say about Patrick Melton. This is what you think. God, he's so desperate. (laughs) I'll just shoot you back, dude. I'm not. This isn't even a show. I'm just fucking around. What happened to your Wi-Fi? Wi-Fi. And this is your idea of good content. He can't even come on screen. So desperate. I'll just shoot you back, dude. I'm not. This isn't even a show. I'm just fucking around. This is what amazing. Your Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Your idea of good he can't even oh come on God, screen. He's so desperate. <laughs> this goes on and on. I love that he's calling someone desperate. This is what he was doing to Kevin Brennan. It was great content, and he was killing it. But Melton is desperate. 
for content here to do this. Uh, you know, Chad, when this happens, you could at least do four-part harmony. That would be awesome. That would have been sweet, <laughs> yes. Is Chad the only person that snipes himself? I think so, yes. <laughs> so I love that Chad's go-to, and of course, Tukey says this all the time, this isn't even a show. It's not a show. Right. I'm not doing a show right now. You think you're sleeping a show. It's not a show. As if that, that's a gotcha. That just makes you look bad. Why are you on the internet not doing a show right now? What are you doing? So then Chad decides to start playing music, copyrighted music. In fact, my boy uh, John Marlowe sent me over these uh, videos, and I appreciate that. He's been paying attention to this more than I am. And he says that Chad played an entire WWE song, the Ultimate Warrior theme, in an apparent kamikaze attempt to get Melton's channel copyright struck. <laughs> So this is uh, just a, a quick piece of that. So now this is looping. So that's looping. It sounds like hot garbage. Um, and then this is kind of funny because more people are watching Melton than are watching Chad. And of course he has an excuse. Oh, you know what I should also point out? This is Chad writing this on his thing for people. So he's got a picture of Patrick Melton eating a cheeseburger. And then he has on here, go to AC to me, the fat fuck eating. I think that's a typo. Chad, I think you have a typo there, buddy. You might want to try that again. Okay. So now Chad's got excuses for why more people are watching Patrick's channel. It's the same thing on either channel. More people are watching Patrick's channel than are watching Chad's channel. So Chad starts playing just military sounds and he says, Melton has more subs than me. That's why there are more viewers. Go snipe Kevin fat boy and let's see your views. Huh? How is that a win? Got he has more views. <laughs> Seems weird. But that's not the biggest thing going on with Chad this week. Oh, no, no, no. In fact, we might have to take Chad's side on something because as you know, our stance here at WATP is we do not strike. We do not like striking. Let's not do copyright strikes. Let's not strike people. If you want to get back at someone, use your words. Use your comedy. That's the best way to do it. And apparently, Ray DeVito, who will be on this very program a week from today, he decided to strike our boy, uh, Chad. And uh, Chad's not happy about it. There's Ray crying in his pink blanket. This is some happy music right here. How are you feeling, Sorry, Jen? I'm not in my playful mood today. Oh. <laughs> what? Apparently. Why was that the music? I know. Right, I'm pissed. <laughs> okay. Wants it, to... it starts with the, the theme from Benny Hill and then goes into your mom's obituary. <laughs> that, makes, that makes perfect sense. Oh, shit. I have that somewhere. Listen, fuck face. All right. Ray DeVito's really pissing me off right now. Get in the mud. He wants to get in the mud with the mud shark. He wants to strike channels now. Uh-oh. He wants to take away my livelihood because I'm clowning on him like everyone else does on the internet. 
Patrick Melton plays hours upon hours, days upon days of videos on Ray. Pause and stopping, adding commentary. But he won't say a damn thing about Melton because he's he's afraid. He's a bitch. I come up with a show where I'm just clowning on Ray. Adding commentary, fully transformative. It doesn't matter, Ray. I don't mind you playing clips, but the entire episode, it's uncalled for. Ray, it doesn't matter what you feel. So I haven't seen what Chad did. The video got taken down, obviously. But I do know that Chad... He has this habit of not really transforming content. He has this habit of just sitting there and watching the show that he's watching on his channel. So it is possible that Ray was just like, motherfucker, you're just playing my show all the way through? What the fuck? Question now, for you, Carl. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so I believe that I know you fairly well. Sure. And I do believe you when you say you are against copyright strikes and trying to re- uh, deplatform somebody. Yes. Why then would you give Ray a platform knowing that he's that type of person? Well, so I can call him out. So he's not coming on as a co-host? No, he is coming on as a co-host, but I definitely want to take him to task for this. All right. I mean, Doug, obviously, I I could try to punish him by not letting him be on WTP, but wouldn't it be better to get him on here and set him straight and say, no, we don't strike channels, Ray. This is not the good thing to do. No, I just wouldn't want anything to do with him. Interesting. That, that's how I would handle it. I see, I see. It's Eric Nagel is in the chat. He says, livelihood. I know. That's what's so sad about this. If this is the way that Chad makes a living is his YouTube channel, this is not a great living that we're talking about. But, hey, to each their own. We're all, we're all just trying to get by in this crazy world. So this is more of this episode of Chad. Getting a little too close to home, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Chrissy Merrill watch. The whole Star Wars Christmas special in its entirety. Since when is Chad watching Chrissy Mary's? Told me so many times he doesn't even watch her or know what she's up to. And all of a sudden, now there's a copyright strike. He's like, Chrissy Mayer's doing this. Melton will stream snipe my whole show. Melton's you remember when Carl was going everything of mine? Steel Toe was stream sniping me. I never struck them. Well, that I appreciate that, Chad. Thank you for not striking us. It wouldn't have worked out for you either way. But I do appreciate that you uh, are the bigger man. He is the bigger man. <laughs> In more ways than one. Isn't that the Player. definition of whataboutism? Yes. That, yeah. Yeah. I, I hate that argument. Oh, you're going to st- uh, strike me, but so-and-so did the thing, too. It's like, okay, then everyone's in trouble. Is that what you want? But Chrissy Mayer watched Star Wars. <laughs> Who gives a shit? gets a fuck. What's that to do with anything? He also says, Ray, it doesn't matter how you feel. Everything Chad does is driven by emotion. Oh, it's all emotion. It's all based. just knee yeah, jerks. But that's why he says that, because that's the way he thinks. Uh, <laughs> We've learned this about him. So this part right here I thought was extremely telling and funny. And I'm, I'm going to, I guess what, I'm going to keep the video up for everyone to see. Not only that, I'm going to send the video to Joe List. I'm going to send the video to Mark Norman, Shane Gillis, everyone that you admire, everyone that you look up to. Those people are going to ignore your emails, Chad. Yeah. I love the idea that he's just like, and you know who I'm going to tell on? Ray, I'm going to tell on Joe West and Mark Nor. I'm going to tell all these guys. They don't give a fuck. They're very busy with their careers. They're not going to sit there and be like, guys, did you get that email from Zoom? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? You know, us peons, you disrespect. We're not good enough, Ray. I know what you're all about. You know I know what you're all about. You're not a nice guy. You're not, golly shucks, hey, hey, everybody, I'm right. No, you're not that guy. And then uh, just one more clip I have on here. 
Chad going after Ray. You opened up the striking thing. Let's strike. I'm going to go through everything of yours like the Zapruder film. Hate speech, misinformation, anything. Jokes. My goal now is to take away your channel. Rock bottom channel gone. Oh, boy. All right, well. And Ray's not a nice guy. <laughs> I know, right? And I believe that Ray is already sad that he's going to reverse or take the strike away. Because everyone's piling on Ray right now and going, what are you doing? You can't strike Chad for this. If you, you got a problem with him. And these guys know each other. They, they're from Cleveland. If you got a problem with him, say something to him. Don't go through YouTube. And I believe, this is what I heard. Now, I could be wrong about this. I was checking out Tukey this morning a little bit. And they were saying that Cardiff was the one who helped Ray DeVito strike now carter's not gonna be on today he's busy but i have a question for him he's in the discord because is he oh because doug oh there he is chad struck me he says well that doesn't make it okay chad does strike people i know that's that's the thing that's what's so funny about chad it's like he loves to slay people and then they slay him he's like what the fuck he strikes people they strike him he's like what the fuck <laughs> he struck me as a loser <laughs> yeah but all right, let me ask you this, uh, Doug, because I know Cardiff used to pay for advertising time on Who's Right. Knowing that Cardiff maybe helped him uh, perform this copyright strike, will you have Cardiff on your show ever again? No, I'm cutting a potato out of my life. There you go. You hear that? This guy. Unless he wants to come on. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going through our, our YouTube channel and <laughs> I saw that. Uh, there was a notification that I could give you a strike because of the steel toe review. You know, it was originally on my channel and uh, you played the whole clip or the yeah. whole episode. Oh, okay. I, I was going to strike you just to get that fucking thing out. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> could you imagine? I'd, be, I'd come out here so pissed off. <laughs> fucking dog. I'm going to. It really told you that, huh? That it, it was uh, a copyright violation. Yeah. No shit. I, I got to know where to look for that sort of thing. I didn't even know that existed. It's interesting. Oh, I, I can show you after the show. That'd be great. All right. So I guess Johnny Cush, our marijuana happy hour oh, guy, right. was a guest on BYB. And he was trying to roast Patrick Melton. <laughs> it didn't go real well. <laughs> as you might really? expect. Yeah, I know. Go figure. I feel like we're really ignoring our guests at this point. So let's get inside of him right now. Ugh. Do you guys want to get in him? Yeah, come on. Bring it in me. <laughs> Bring it in me, boys. <laughs> Backyard go. boys. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Blow your boys. All right. Well, you were about to say some horrible things about Melton before we cut you off for the last yeah. 25 minutes or whatever the hell it was. Um, we are no longer ahead. we are no longer calling him Fatty Patty anymore. We're done. The man has lost some weight. We're not calling him that anymore. We got a new nickname. It's Skinny Pat because he has more skin than anybody that I know. So we're going to call him Skinny from now on because he's got more skin. Skinny Pat. So Say it again. Different than that. Wow. Not a bad road. Tough crowd. Not a tough bad crowd. Oh, Johnny. Oh, oh, boy. Now I see why he does a show by himself with uh, no calls. It's similar to the Patrick Michael thing. It's like, I don't hear anyone laughing. What's going on? Is this thing on? <laughs> check, check. No, tough no, crowd. I, <laughs> no. It's like, it's not a bad roast joke, but you were repeating it. Like, you didn't, you weren't sure of yourself with the delivery. 
And you got well, I was just waiting there. to get interrupted again by four other people. But, you know, go ahead. We can understand oh, you don't do any show prep whatsoever. It's never Johnny's fault. Just start attacking people. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. He bombed with his joke, said it three times, and then it's like, well, this isn't my fault. It's because you guys suck. Go. He's on us now. I'm just coming yeah. to you from a real perspective of someone who, you know, caring, loving place. Yeah. yeah. Somebody uh, puts on one of the most. I am so fucking bored so far. You've done no show prep. You've done no research. You've done nothing. You said no pre interview. You've done nothing. You're a fucking hack. This show is fucking terrible. You're yes. terrible. This is fucking horrible. So Johnny's not lashing out. Wow. There's no way to be a guest on a show. Let's see how they take it. You're horrible. You're fucking horrible. We did a pre-com. You didn't. You weren't there. So. And no, no. Hold on. You know. Marijuana happy. Do you know how many clips this fucking maniac above me has? Like lined up, like do you have un- four hours? Because we're gonna be here all fucking night. No show prep. Jesus Christ! That's all this guy does is fucking just stack links to watch. the intro. I want Stevie Lou is not happy. He's sticking up for his boy, the Quad Father, and letting Johnny Kush know that they do a much more show prep than Johnny Kush ever does. What you, you, what, you, you go? go I watched you. I watched these Lou fucking Lou shows Lou. you put. Wow, you could put up four fucking uh, videos of Joey C. Well, you guys are talented. A lot of show prep, you guys. Wow. Why don't you Maybe you could call Joey C up. Why don't you call Joey C up and threaten to rape his children and kill his wife like your other little buddy there? You pieces of shit. Fuck all of you. Fuck you. My other little buddy. Nuclear. I don't believe uh, this man smokes weed. Yeah. No, I smoked weed, and I'm, I'm calling That's because I'm valor. coming in hard. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's like, calm down, buddy. We're all just getting high and doing a show together. We just didn't like your joke. <laughs> Come to think of it, Carl, you didn't send me a pre-show interview. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm so lazy. Piece of shit. I'm so lazy over here. I just do nothing. Wow. Uh, all right, Johnny, making friends everywhere. <laughs> yeah, he really is a star, isn't he? We brought up, so we were playing Tom Myers recently, and someone brought up that there's an AI Louis C.K. doing the bong hit transplant joke. So someone sent me a, a link to that. This is hilarious. Yeah, I'm in kind of a weird mood myself. I was on my way down here. I stopped at a convenience store. I'm waiting in line to pay, and the guy in front of me puts down a dozen donuts, two big bags of Doritos, one of those cheapo one-gallon bottles of the generic brand Fruit Punch, and a nasty rotting banana. He turns to the clerk and says to him, my girlfriend just had an operation. She can only eat certain things. I look at him and I go, yeah, right. What did she have? A bong hit transplant? That is so good. (laughs) The audience interaction there is just perfect. Very well done. All right. I know we're going long. This is going to be a very short segment. At the end of John's show the other day, his landlord shows up because I guess they're removing his stove. Maybe they're replacing it or something. He's got an issue. With the stove. He's selling it. And my favorite thing with John now is not when he's 
doing his acting and acting like he's all upset and all this kind of stuff. It's seeing glimpses into the real life stuttering John Malone. Absolutely. And this is fantastic for that. Um, Again, my boy, John Marlowe sent this to me and he actually enhanced the audio so we can hear the landlord at the door talking. Oh, great. Yeah, a little better. D.E.R. Host, who are these podcasts? All right, so let me just point out, he's got up on his screen, I did this presentation, I don't know if it was this past July or the year before, I lose track of time, but for the Podcast Business Journal, they had me on this two-day event and they had an interview with me uh, about how to make money podcasting or something like that, so... John's reading the description of that. He has that pulled up when the when someone knocks on his door. D.E.R. Host, who are these podcasts? Yes, come on in. Debbie, you got something here on your front door. Oh, it's, are they delivering more shit to me? No, 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 no. Oh, you got your ovens cut. Your stove's Oh, okay. All right, I'm almost done. I'm just about done. Oh, okay. well, he can come in. Yeah, 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 he can come in. This? I don't know. Like, you know. People just order, order me stuff. No, it's empty. Oh, I don't know. Okay. That's something else. Yeah. Didn't really get it. All right. Thanks, Deb. Uh, so, look, this is Carl. Who are these podcasts? Proving great content will always win. It all started out as an idea. Carl Heberg and a friend launched a podcast that, in a fun way, mocked other podcasts. When other podcasters heard what WAT was, they began talking about the show. It was classic word of mouth marketing. You can hear that they're like, walking through garbage <laughs> as they're going through his place. You can hear the stuff rolling around on the floor, which is fantastic. The show, it was classic word of mouth marketing. Most hosts took the criticism well, and some even joined the show's special guests. Doug from Who's Right being one of them. Absolutely. Others, like Stuttering John, formerly of the Howard Stern Show, threatened to sue. That just made the show even more popular. The Always my name, even in his bio. Yeah, because you were the one who threatened to sue me. Nobody <laughs> else did. Yeah. That's why it's interesting. <laughs> He's like, oh, once again, they're talking about me. Obsessed. Talk about what a buffoon you are. Today, WATP has become a full-time job for Carl, thanks to his Patreon account and other streams of revenue. You hear all about how he did it in our July 20 interview. And all that interview is going to be... Is going to be this. I just figured out how to goof on someone who was really famous and make money off of it. That's all he does. (laughs) It's all about me, isn't it, Carla? Hey, guys. I hope that was easy to get in and out, right? (laughs) (laughs) So these guys just removed his stove. He's like, that was easy, right? They're like, well, a couple guys. We probably lost a couple guys, but it's okay. (laughs) I bet it was fucking Renaissance coming to repo his fucking oven. Oh, it could have been, yes. Sir, you don't own this thing. You know that, right? (laughs) You stopped making payments. I hope that was easy to get in and out, right? (laughs) No worries. I'm sorry, you know, the... I figured you were taking it, so why clean the oven, you know? Jesus Christ. (laughs) This is the best part. Listen, I know it's trashed. I know it's disgusting, but you guys were taking it anyway, so what am I going to do? Clean it up for you? You could tell he feels self-conscious about this, because watch. All right. Yeah, Deb, I, you know, you know, I figured since they were taking it, like, why clean it at this point? Well, clean around it. Yeah, well, they have an easy entrance and out. Did she just say, or you could have cleaned around it? 
That's what I heard. <laughs> Let me back that up. I just figured there's no reason to clean the oven. She's like, yeah, but you could have cleaned around it. <laughs> yeah, Deb, I, you know, you know, I figured since they were taking it, like, why clean it at this point? Well, clean around it. But... Yeah, well, he, you know, they have an easy entrance and out. Yeah, it's a shitty apartment. It's a, it's a tiny little apartment. So, yeah, I hope they'd get it. Yeah, you, you can just yeah. use the oven as a bulldozer. That'll, that stuff will move. <laughs> they didn't get lost in there. That's nice. Wow. <laughs> He's amazing. Uh, all right, everybody. I want to thank Vince the lawyer for coming on the show. Okay. I got the great people from Home Depot here. Say hi, guys. Yeah. There we go. It's I got awesome. my wonderful <laughs> landlord. <laughs> I love these. He's giving a shout out to Home Depot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the plug, John. <laughs> my good friends. <laughs> we go way back. Look at his bony arm. He wants to fight everyone. What an idiot. There we go. I got my wonderful landlord, Deb, here. How you doing, Deb? One thing you always hear millionaires say, my wonderful <laughs> landlord, Deb, is here. <laughs> and uh, I want to thank Vince the lawyer for coming on. Yeah, he said that already. All right. So, again, I want to point out another thing that happened this week that shows what's really going on in John's life and it is a shitty apartment in Canoga. So, he does this sleep stream again. He did this last time and he bragged all about how he made 40 bucks in 20 minutes while he was pretending to sleep. So this is the way that it starts. John's eyes are wide open, looking to make sure that the, the thing has started. <laughs> like he's just staring at it. And then, oh, I'm sleeping. <laughs> Pretty good stuff, John. You fooled me. I bet you're really sleeping. But this is the best part. So at a certain point, he's got his guitar on his lap and he decides he's got to move his guitar. I enhanced the audio a little bit here. I'm not going to lie. Listen to how many bottles and cans he knocks over when he's moving his guitar. I can't imagine what that place looks like. <laughs> and people write to him all the time in super chats. They go, Hey, John, we want to see how millionaires live, successful millionaires live. Can you just turn the camera around? He's like, no, no. You guys don't want to see that. No. Did you ever see that walkthrough of Screech's apartment after he died? No. I promise you it looks just like this. I got to look that up. That's interesting. All right. Yes, please write that down. Um, John's mad at me right now. He sent me uh, an email. I believe it was John this time. I've gotten fake John emails before. I think it was the real one. But uh, he emailed me last night. He's been tweeting out photos of my family for some reason. He he tweeted out a photo of my nephew's wedding or something. So uh, this is the email he sent me. Seriously, man, I don't go low. But if you continue, I know more about your family than you would like me to know. Stick to goofing on me. And he even put out this uh, tweet where it says, dude, do you have any idea of the intel I have on you? Now, of course, I'm blocked, so I can't see these tweets. And he's 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 writing to me specifically, and I can't see it. So I said, John, unblock me. And also, if you have intel, then just get it out there. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. He thinks that anything, any information he has about my family, I'm gonna be like, oh no, God forbid. He's been he's been throwing out names of my siblings and shit on his show as if that's gonna scare me off or something. So I wrote back to John. And I said I sent him the link to our video of us critiquing the wedding speeches mm -hmm. 
And I said, watch this. We do not goof on your kids. We do not goof on your family. Watch it. I think you're getting bad information from people telling you I'm fucking with your family and shit. It's just not the case at all. Obviously, I haven't heard back. But I do want to remind people, we played this on the show before, that John is not a fan of the new stepfather, Aaron. He was on Alonzo Bowden's show. Didn't realize the show had started. This is the cold open to the Alonzo Bowden show right here. I love it already. How you doing, Aaron? Aaron, I hate that name. That's my... That's my ex-wife's new husband's name. You should be happy then. That took over your alimony. You should love Aaron. What the hell is wrong with you? Should be your favorite name. Yeah, he's a dick. That's okay. It's not your problem. No, it's not. It's not. Wow, when he doesn't know the mic's on, it turns out that uh, John's quite jealous of Aaron and thinks he's a dick. His children love him. His children think he's amazing. <laughs> That's why so. he's a dick. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think that's. I think you're right about that. All right, one more quick clip on here, and this is just because my boy uh, Doctor Steve sent me this note. He goes, "Carl, this would be a fun thing to play on the show. It's a good drop for us because I don't know if John knows the sodomy's name oh, yeah. is sodomy. So, sodomy is this super chatter who has the photo from the hot Japanese girl from Karate Kid Two. And it's a guy. <laughs> I, just, I just want to throw this out there. The real person who keeps messaging people and he's sending these tweets at them and super chats is a guy. But John has fallen for this and thinks because he gets DMs from her, quote unquote. <laughs> We've seen that when he's shown his screenshots and stuff. So this is Sodomy decided to leave the dabble verse. He, she is no longer going to be messaging. Uh, Muttering Jay. Sad to see this. Saddle Me Happy Makes has left the Dowlers an excellent account and a generous Stuttering John Super Chatter. Thank you for your service, Mrs. Me. Ah. Uh, <laughs> me, I miss you. Sodomy. <laughs> the very beautiful Sodomy. Ah. Uh, a lot of people speculating that Muttering Jay is Vince. I do not think that is true. It is. It's <laughs> FYI for you, Jenny. I love that. Son of me. <laughs> you know? Does he know what he's saying? I don't know. It's hard to tell. Sometimes, but all right, we'll get that drop. We'll get that drop right next to this one. I love a parade. All right, Doug, I got a note for you from okay. Long Neck Express. He says, tell Doug the dough bear on who's right for me to stop vaping into the fucking mic. Happy holidays. I have not vaped into the fucking mic for well over two years, so go fuck yourself. And you didn't even send me a fucking pre-show interview, you piece <laughs> know, of you're shit. Right. I should have given you a heads up on that. That's my fault. <laughs> I'm an asshole. All right. Let's uh, let's poke a dab. Or are you ready to play a game with us, Doug? Absolutely. Let's do it. The great Cardiff Electric. It's time for everyone's favorite oh, shit. game. I should mention before I play this, Cardiff uh, was in the Discord as we were complaining about him helping out Ray, and he says, retraction, Carl, I'm helping Ray remove the strike. He, he claims he did not help Ray with the strike. He's helping him remove the strike. I hope that's true, Cardiff. I believe that's true. Cardiff is a stand-up spud. 
Jay says, are Sodomy's picks some actress? I always thought they were just AI. Dude, if AI was that good. You kidding me? It's time for everyone's favorite game show. To poke a dabbler. Are you ready to play? To poke a dabbler. I think Kevin Brennan is really twisted in his head. I think he's a psychological mess that he probably too stubborn to go to a therapist. So he's fucking, he just loves to be angry. So this says, this was less than a month before his return to MLC on December 4th, 2023. Okay. I love this already. Uh, I think Lady K is a fucking asshole, loser, jealous, envious, dickhead, dweeb. <laughs> he wrote agreed. So where have I fluctuated? <laughs> Fat fuck Phil is the loser that he is that really should not be giving anybody advice on anything because he's a fat fucking mess who should watch his fucking carbs and calories instead of watching all these shows because that fat fuck is probably going to die of a heart attack if he doesn't fucking take care of himself. Who else, Star Mountain? Who else? KC is dead to me. What he did with Amory, the orchestration of trying to get her to fucking... Trash me was ridiculous. KC is dead to me. And that's a fact. He fucked that one up. I ain't going on his show. I'm not going on Brennan's show. I won't go on there. I don't care how much fucking money he offers me. I ain't doing <laughs> there it. There is. Back on the show. You're not going to get the goat on Kevin Brennan, who houses losers like Ray DeVito, Stevie Lou, oh, no. Pat Nobody Knows Dixon, and Fatty Patty. He's calling out Pat Dixon. That's surprising. Also, Ray DeVito's now on John's show every week. Yes. <laughs> so that's kind of funny, too. All right. I'm not going on his show. All he has is losers. And he's got his ass-kissing <laughs> producer, Adam fucking Henneker, who loves to stick his nose up Kevin Brennan's ass. It, I don't like any of them. I mean, Adam, I don't dislike. Adam's, like, harmless. But, hey... He's like, what did John say Adam Hineker is like? Here are your choices. Number one, Tweety Bird. B, Baba Booey. Next, Goebbels. Goebbels? Uh, number four, The Dotard. And lastly, C-3PO. <laughs> A dabbler. All right, I will go first. I I haven't seen this. I think it's Baba Booey would make a lot of sense. He's talking about brown nosing. He's a producer. Uh, what do you think, Doug? I'm going to go with next. Are you like uh, Goebbels? I just, <clears throat> I believe John probably fucked up saying whatever he was going to say. Yep. And then Cardiff mimicked him. Okay, very possible. Uh, what do you think? I got PC. B, Baba Booey. Baba Booey. All right. Let's see. Loses like Ray DeVito, Stevie Lou, Pat Nobody Knows Dixon, and Fatty Patty. I'm not going on his show. All he has is losers, and he's got his ass-kissing producer, Adam fucking Henneker, who loves to stick his nose up Kevin Brennan's ass. It, I don't like any of them. I mean, Adam, I don't dislike. Adam's like harmless. But, hey, he's like Goebbels. 
If you work for Hitler, nice. well, goddamn right. Then, wow, well like done. gerbils. Very well done. Nice, Doug. I think this is the first time I've ever won a contest on this show. I think that's true. Yeah, you're usually terrible at this. Congratulations. <laughs> you're thanks. You're responsible. Yeah, he writes harmless <laughs> for his actions. Scola. He's the best. That's all for this time. Come back next time to find out if you have the harmlessness of Joseph Goebbels <laughs> to poke a dab really harmless. <laughs> all right, John. Galaga. Subreddit Surfing Live, Saturday, March the 9th. Comedy at the Carlson in Rochester, New York. Get your tickets now at carlsoncomedy.com. Sit, Eugene, sit. Good dog. Good stuff right there. John really is a moron. You gotta love that. All right, what have we done today, guys? We've done it all. 69 Whiskey, we started with. That was three days ago, I think. (laughs) Swipe Fat was another one that we uh, we looked at. I think we'll probably come back to that one again. The Man Pad, Manny and Patty. Patty lost free water. That's gone. That's a bummer. I hope he figures that out. Don't start another YouTube channel. It's enough YouTube channels out of you. <laughs> Will Heron had a great story, local news story, yes. about Kevin Brennan and Suttering John for some reason. Chad Zubach got a strike. Doesn't like being sniped. Freak it out. Johnny Cush sucks at roasting. Go figure. <laughs> Stuttering John talks to his landlord. It's cool that I didn't clean anything, right? I knew you were coming over, but it's cool that I kept it all a mess. What an idiot. You can keep that grease. <laughs> Do you know what that means? My retirement grease. You know what that means? It's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. We got another midweek show coming up as the next WATP. And of course, that means competition time. Lucy Typebox, Andy Q Public, and myself each bring in a podcast from a category and try to find the worst podcast in that category. And the category is hobbies. Hmm. Contestants, put down how much you're willing to wager. We'll be back after this. Hobbies is what we'll be looking at for, I feel like there's uh, endless possibilities here as far as podcasts go with hobbies. Doug, I want to thank you so much. You've been a trooper. We're two and a half hours into the show and i had uh, a good time thank you guys for having me you killed it as always i always love having you on and i'm very sorry that you lost your job but uh, i do appreciate that you get to come on watp more often so that's That's old news man that's a perk yes that's that's one of the the good things about it people should check out who's right and uh, i believe it's who's right podcast.com am i right about that it is i've got a couple i'll throw out there i uh so one of the things I I started to do with all this free time is I created a subscription box service. Okay. You know, cause, you know, like with all the printing and woodworking and all the other shit that I'm into. Yeah. So it, it's actually going pretty good and I'm having fun with it. Nice. It's a uh, patreon.com slash Doug make shit. All right. I'll and put then, that, uh, I'll put that link in the show notes. I appreciate it. And then uh, Anthony and I started a freeze dried candy company that is going really well. Nice. Arizona Bay candy.com. And I got to reach out to you because we need some more merch before our uh, show in Clearwater, Largo, I should say. 
What was it? Yeah. Patreon.com slash Doug makes shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Thank you very much. I don't I don't have anybody that knows marketing in my life. So <laughs> <laughs> Right, obviously. <laughs> very cool. Well, Doug, thank you so much for coming on. Always a, a treat to have you on the program. Please oh, thank you, sir. Join us again next time. It might be the episode we find out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, every pony. Starting in the mush bits of morning radio. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everybody. Internet News with Lucy Typebox. Now. Some kindy love pours in from Patreon. Deluxe kicks us off. Kindy's best show by far. Less bitter kindy is comical. Christopher Martin. Carl, you need to make kindy a co-host or third mic. She is fucking hysterical. Dash agrees. I'd really like to see a WATP-sponsored documentary about trolls. Narrated by kindy. That bit was gold. Satan finally has something to say. Fuck Gary from San Diego. Fuck that faggot. Rock and rolla my cock and rolla. Brian Vavaro checks in. It's a close race between tight box and hamburger, but Carly just barely edges her out because he made us look at the big group of ugly homos making that shit show. Also, if John's ring is a class ring, the J might stand for Jostens, the one company that makes class rings. Longtime Simpsons fans should know that. Howard Crane. OMG. I literally demanded this rematch under the Facebook post. My dream came true. Elsie Brock opines. It's so hard to choose which of the dramas is the best, i.e. the ripest example of the worst. They all bring something really terrible to the table. Herb Beta Patched inquires, Did John's dad also buy his diploma for him? Calvin Richards is concerned. Carl, do you ever regret uttering the words, it's more fun than it sounds? They seem to have really left a mark on our hero. Herb Garcia shares, Wow, I thought I was a loser. After listening to SJ, I feel way better about my life. Lawrence Lance Leoti, coming after Jenny Jingles like that again? Quit fucking around, Carl. Bury his ass. Lord knows you only have a limited amount of time before he does it himself. And from YouTube, Peen Wienerstein speaks for many. I love it when Tom blatantly exposes the fact that he's never had sex before in his life. <laughs> Trolling you 2-4, Tom is either the funniest troll ever or the saddest human ever. Only he knows. Mike Whipkey makes a strong point. If Tom is a comedian, I guess we are all comedians. North Jersey Jabroni with a stronger point. At least comedians like Stut and Zumach get unintentional laughs for being bumbling buffoons. Tom Myers is just painfully, awkwardly, unfunny in every way. Jackpots After Dark needs to know, Okay, Carl, you have to take your wife out to a comedy show, and you can only choose between Tom Myers or Stut Joe. Who do you choose, and why? From Reddit, totally unprecedented writes, I needed this reactor-grade plutonium cringe in my life. It's what makes WATP great, not the regular lol cows. You understand this. Leonard Smalls 79. Totally agree. It was a nice change of pace. This episode was hilarious. The guy that Lucy brought on was legit so bad it's funny. I love when she goes, I kind of liked him by the end. Carl had some very well-timed sound drops throughout too. It was approaching Fred Norris level skill. Everyone was on point. It took me some adjusting, but this Wednesday format and stupid Lucy definitely grew on me. Perseus AWC with some finger wagging. You guys should be ashamed of yourselves. Andy dropped gold with that fist of the fagi line, and you all gave him nothing. And from Discord, Vinny of the Creepoff plays us out with a message to Carl. I wish your father well too, but your mother can go to hell. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. Vinny, we have different reasons for thinking that my mom heckled Vinny during a stand-up set in Nashville. 
And then in Philadelphia, my mom had to tell Dick Masterson stories about my teddy bear when I was a kid. So yes. <laughs> my mom could really go fuck herself <laughs> for those two reasons right there. Did Lucy do an impression of Lucy just now? Yeah. <laughs> okay. She's got range. <laughs> yeah, wow. Very impressive. <laughs> she almost pulled it up, too. Yeah. All right. Let's um, get into some voicemails real quick. So Deluxe on the left coast mm-hmm. is one of the guys in the running for this contest we have coming up to win a date with Lucy Tightbox. And he's taking it seriously. Good. Carl Deluxe on the left coast. Hey, man, I missed your call. Sorry. Getting back to you. Um, yeah. I was up there fighting the sharks back again. One of them's acting up. Swim out there. Two left. Stick him. Right as he opens his jaw. Wham. Hit him with the right. He swims off. His friend looking right at me. He swims up looking at me like, yo, I'm going to rip your arm off. And he did exactly that. Holy shit. He ripped my arm right off. Swam away with it. I passed up. Ended up in the hospital. I'm down an arm. But, hey, you want to impress a uh, hottie like uh, or a hot bitch like uh, Lucy? You take your chances. So, sounds like I need some shark practice. <laughs> all right. <laughs> D-Log's beating up all the sharks for Lucy Tightbox. Well done. Oh, we got an update from D-Log's after that. It sounded pretty bad. Yeah. Right? Hey, Carl, the just, uh, doctor just left the room. Uh, my arm's actually going to grow back. So doctor <laughs> said I'm so awesome, my arm will grow back. <laughs> Thank God. That's good to hear. All right. So when we do see Deluxe again, he will have two arms, I think. All right, good. I'm sure the story's true, but that, that's good news. This stuttering John. I mean, aren't you, haven't you had enough? My God, I get you guys are making all this money off of this fucking retard. but Not really. To quote Carlo in The Sopranos when they found out Vito was a fag, he's got to go. <laughs> Somebody at least just slug him in the mouth once. Have the balls to shut this clown up. He's fucking annoying. I'm with you, sir. I'm with you. We we had about six segments today before we talked about Suttering John. I'm working on it. Doing the best I can. Doug, you're not keeping up on uh, WTP because you don't have the long commutes anymore. But right. This last episode we did, we were listening to audio drama podcasts. The ones where the it's acted out, mm-hmm. there's Foley work and stuff. People love those. Oh, this is... Ha, ha, ha. These podcasts are so bad. Ha, 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 ha. This was the first episode in probably four years of listening to you where I was... I was halfway through Lucy Tightbox, and I was about to jump to Cringe of the Week. I didn't give a shit about Andy. I was going to vote for Andy, because fuck it. <laughs> this is the worst goddamn fucking podcast you've ever found, ever, 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 ever. Go fuck yourself. I will say, the podcast that I found, which was just two gay guys leaving voicemails for each other, over 100 episodes of this. Two gay guys who are magical leave voicemails for each other. My video editor, Adam Thoreau, I go, don't make a video of that one. And that doesn't need to be on YouTube. That's fine. It was pretty fucking bad. That was. It was pretty bad. Hi, bye. Yeah, go ahead, Doug. What do you consider the worst podcast you've ever reviewed? And what makes it that? The Stuttering John podcast. Um Honestly, I was asked this question my first time that I was on Anthony Cumia, 
And um, the answer at that time, which might still be true, is Pickup Line Podcast, or Best Pickup Lines, I think it was called, something like that. And it was a show, there's only one episode ever, it's now been wiped from the internet, you can't find it. But the production was bad, the co-host had no chemistry whatsoever, the the one guy showed up, they're like, all right, so what kind of pickup lines do you, did you bring? He's like, oh, I didn't pick up, I didn't bring any pickup lines. Like, oh, well, that was kind of the assignment. We were going to talk about pickup lines. He's like, yeah, I didn't do that. And it just seemed like they, the guy didn't want to be there. It was like just the worst podcast. And there was only one episode? <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe it? But uh, but Suttering Johns is pretty bad, too. I don't know. Yeah, because I think t- to answer that, it has to do with the number of violations that are within sure. – but also, if there's stature or uh, former fame or whatever involved, oh, yeah. especially definitely. if you were a broadcaster of yes. sorts. If you worked on, say, the Howard Stern yeah, show. Yeah, for example. <laughs> yeah. If you maybe should know better, yeah. that might be so that a violation. Uh, zero, zero right now in the Steelers-Ravens game. But it looks like the Steelers are driving. <laughs> All right. Hi, babe. I just really fucking pissed drunk right now, and uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, I just want to let you know, I'm going to come over and fuck you hard, babe. You yeah, got a sweet ash. <laughs> Boy, kind of so juicy to me. <laughs> oh, you can't wait for that shit. going to hook it up your dumper. <laughs> don't, don't call me. Don't call me back. I'll be there already. Knee deep in the sticks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, some people enjoyed that show, apparently. That's basically what we were listening to on this previous episode, Doug. That sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds great. like the worst podcast you've ever you've ever <laughs> well, talked about. You know what? Now that I think about it, I didn't want to sound biased, but maybe that is the worst show ever. All right. This is a uh, guy calls out. Gary's latest bit that he's been trying. Hey, Gary from, I'm sorry, the great Garfield. Uh, And the questions are, name a hag, name a drag, and name a, those aren't questions, you don't, those are commands. There is no question mark in there anywhere. This bit stinks, you Wilford Brimley bullcrap fuck. Also, uh, the last episode about the the audio drama podcast made me realize we really need to start rounding up all the theater kids and just like throwing them into active volcanoes. Anyway, uh, rock and roller coaster starring Aerosmith. <laughs> Someone's not enjoying the uh, Gary calls, but that's not going to stop Gary and Judy. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Tonight, I am so pleased to introduce the great Gardini, the Magnificent. So, Mr. Gardini, the Magnificent, do you have questions? No, you've got answers for me first. Yes, I'm going to give you the answers. The answer is Wilhelm II, Henry Kissinger, and stuttering John Melendez. (laughs) Okay, now I have to ask Great Gardini, the Magnificent, do you have that sealed envelope with a list of those questions for us tonight? Yes, I'm going to open the envelope. <laughs> I'm opening the envelope, and before I give out the questions, I'm going to ask Carl and the gang to see if they could guess the three questions. I, I can't. One, I don't care. two, three. No, don't know. 
What do you got? No, nothing. Number one, name a Kaiser. Number two, name a presidential advisor. Number three, name a world-class miser. Oh, no. This has been a Hitman Dan production, a division of Warner Brothers, rock and roller. I got to say, after listening to the guy calling out, I was like, yeah, this is starting to wear on me, too. <laughs> I know. Got to be honest with you. This is going to be someone's cringe of the week somewhere. I lied about not having a heart out. Uh, turns out it's right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. It gets better. This is coming in from our only gay half black listener who doesn't want to be referred to as that anymore. Oh. <laughs> but it's really the main distinguishing thing. Carl, it's Tunes, the formerly you know, gay, half-black guy. Anyway, um, so listening to Wednesday's episode, uh, that that uh, that luck, love podcast shit you, were, you picked for the drama, yeah. which I was impressed because usually I'm always leaning towards Andy because he always finds the weirdest shit. Or Lucy, because there's the charm to her picks, but you really knocked it out of the park with this one. Um, the moment you said that it was it was gay, I was like, okay, and I was like, oh god, it's going to be Australian gays because Australian gays are the worst. I don't know why they're just they are they're just the worst, and it was it it did when you threw the magic part in. I, I felt myself cringe so hard I thought I became straight. I was like, I, I, <laughs> this shit was this shit was rough. Um. Yeah, it was it was a very very good pick for all three of you. I got to give it to you guys. You all, all, all three of those were were pretty amazing. So, yep. Don't call me back. Bye bye. All right, dude. Let's get back to your boyfriend over there. Thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Kyle Photographer is calling in now. He's another one who's up for uh, winning a date with Lucy Typebox, and he's got a reason why he should be considered. Hey, Lucy. It's the Kyle Photographer. Just wanted you to know that you don't have to think about what size heels to wear when you're out with me because I'm over six foot tall. That's right. So wear whatever pretty shoes you want, honey. All right. Well, you got a guy who's over six feet, another guy who beats up sharks. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting competition. <laughs> whatever BPG's thing is. Well, Ben Britta's guy makes those amazing jack-o'-lanterns that we all enjoy. <laughs> now maybe she'll get a Tukey jack-o'-lantern for her time. Hey, Carl Camp from Alberta. Uh, long-time listener, few-time caller. Just listening to the Total Drama podcast episode, The Redo. And, uh, and, uh, you know, just listening to some of your voicemail callers, the one guy in particular giving Andy Q public shit for his nasally voice. I mean, and this isn't just uh, with this one caller. This is the majority of your callers sound like they're sitting in a garage with a fucking car running and they're almost dead. <laughs> or they're, they sound like they rolled out of bed and they're just mumble mouths and, uh, you know, Andy Q public, you, your voice is all nasally. <laughs> like, What? What? Have you listened to your fucking self? Like, Good point. Gary from San Diego might be a little annoying, but at least you can hear him. At least there's some spunk to his uh, demeanor. Like, these guys trying to give fucking Andy Q. Public, of all people, shit for his voice. And they fucking sound like they got their head on their desk with their arm on their mouth. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up, asswipe, and suck my cock. Yes. Don't call me back. Bye. Shut the fuck up, asswipe, and suck my cock. 
Very, very good reference on there. A little bit long, but uh, we'll allow it this time. Yeah, I'm like nine minutes into the fucking audio drama part two episode. This y'all fucked it up the first time. Anyway, uh, yeah, nine minutes. I was already having a shitty day. I thought, you know, my podcast friends would cheer me up a little bit. No, Carl, your fucking show you picked makes me want to kill myself even harder than I already did. So thanks. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Thank you for not killing yourself. We do appreciate that. Uh, one more voicemail. Hey, Carl, long time listener, first time asshole. So Stuttering John, you know, he says don't go after other people's kids or some shit like that. Then he turns around and says he loves your father, he's a great man and everything. Does he not realize that you are your father's <laughs> kid? Good point. That's how that works. Does he not know that? <laughs> Why is he going after you then? All right. Fuck you. Yeah, no, that's a good point. We're all adults here at this point. Even John's youngest is now uh, an adult, so... Thank you for bringing that to our attention. I want to just point out that uh, the stupid Steelers scored a touchdown. They're up 7 nothing, And we're rooting for you the Ravens. You are starting to piss me off. We're rooting for the Ravens today, right, Doug? Will you please end this? <laughs> <laughs> Doug from Who's Right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us, buddy. Good to see you. Okay, bye. <laughs> Make sure to follow us on Instagram at tgic.podcast. Bye. Bye. Go fuck yourselves. A Have a good week. I rewatch it, Carly. Boom. <laughs> His mom. Boom. Boom. That was a great episode. That was really great. Okay, folks. Guess what? This the episode's a- over. <laughs> 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 Okay, bye. <laughs> you stupid fucking blabbermouth cunt! <laughs>